we go. So there's just been this noise stuck in my head like this entire time. Like it happens. It it just happens so systematically. I, I can't stop it. But anytime in the middle of an Uncharted noise or an Uncharted game, the noise that comes to mind, anything something interesting is about to happen. The <laughs> I like that. <laughs> close. Very close. Uh, um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. It's just been stuck in my head. So I feel like I have to stop and just fucking play that back in my head or play it out loud. Especially when it's out of context and nobody knows what I'm doing. It, I, mean, are, I find it all the more funny. Are you talking about like you hear it and then like you have a need to like look for something? Like, did I just find something? I don't know. Well, no, it's not when you find something. It's when like shit's about to get real. Like, oh, mm. when. Um, nameless mobs of terrorists who will never Start go home to their you. families will fucking get killed by yours truly. Um, <laughs> just the most inopportune times, like, ah, oh, come on. Not again, seriously. I know, I just fucking fell down through, like, God knows how many rafters and survived with only a splinter in my good looks. I mean, mm. Jesus. <laughs> um, no, I've been playing it on the Vita. About it, should ha- it, sh- it should happen every time you half tuck your shirt. <laughs> I guess that sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, be- fuck that. I'd probably do that actually. More more pressing conversation. So okay. getting real. Where the fuck is all this big bang theory hate coming from? I don't like it. Where did this not... come from? I haven't heard about this. Well, I don't know. Because the like, jokes are forced and lame. Feel why? The okay. need to defend that show. Hold on. It's such an awful show. show. It's not awful, but it's just No, it's awful. It's their jokes are forced and lame. Okay, terrible so hold stuff. on. I want to go with James because I've that's the third time I've heard it from James and or from not from James, but from people. And the other two people I like to generally mock for their opinion. James, I'll give him a chance. Why do you think the jokes are forced? Uh because they're literally the most like like just baseline like <laughs> they're nerds, isn't this funny type joke? And they're just not that funny i mean it's it's fine for a sitcom i mean that's what a sitcom is but it's just it's not the end-all be-all nerd comedy if anything it's a, offensive to a lot of nerds i don't know See, that's, I don't... that's it that's exactly how i feel i i honestly feel like the moment that you start saying it's offensive to nerds like the battle's already kind of been lost yeah because <laughs> we, 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 well, we shouldn't really be categorizing that. ourselves as nerds like we're just we have things that we're very, very much like excited about, and we're very okay. fanatical nerds, about. Nerds isn't, nerds isn't say, the, the wrong word. I'd say offensive to geeks. I would say I, yeah, I, I still like geek like culture, I right? I but here's the like thing: that. I don't even. I don't like, like, that. like being. I don't like being lumped in with, uh, being because the the whole point of this show is to say, okay, well, e- even even this culture can be funny, and this. This culture has, uh, you know, the ability to make you laugh through their their antics and stuff like that, right? And people identify with the characters in the show. At least the people that I know that seem to love it, they can identify with people in the show. In the show, but in my experience, the people that are the people that I know that are like the people in that show just irritate the shit out of me to begin with, right? And I don't find it funny. So, and when they say when they when they say that I can't be a true uh, true geek. Or appreciate geek culture if I don't like that show. That's what really pisses me off. That, okay, I don't that, agree that, with you on that. I I, I personally that. I personally don't that. think that I I personally don't think this shows for like quote unquote people like us. It's really <laughs> it, it, well no it's it's like it's a show that's trying to I don't know if they try to glamorize it or I don't know I don't watch it so I really can't say one way or the other if it's good or bad. I can't comment on that, but I'm just commenting on the the people that are for it or against it. 
I don't know. I, I think anytime you categorize yourself as I'm a geek of this or I, I, I'm a nerd for that, when that's the only thing you can categorize yourself as, you need to get more going on with your life because it's just like singling yourself out to be that one thing or liking that one specific thing. I just I don't I don't think that's right, you know, but for them to make a show about it, I don't know. Like, I, I think probably if it was just about a couple of scientists that were kind of smart and kind of into nerdy stuff, that'd be fine. But when you start throwing in, like Will Wheaton into it and you start throwing like Stephen Hawking's and like all this other stuff, like, I don't know. I, th- I, I think they are trying a little too hard, but they are. They're trying very. They're, they're, they're trying people. to win people like you guys over. I mean, they're trying and it's on a syndicated sitcom like that. That's really about the best they're ever going to do. They're never going to see a show that would make people like us really enjoy it. Like it won't be on cable. It won't be on basic cable. Like that will never happen. Like I mean, I, said, I, don't, I, don't... I mean, I mean, G4 is not going to exist in that kind of vein. And that was like <laughs> the closest thing that we could have gotten to it, even though it sucked. You know, that was the closest Wait, thing we could hey, have gotten G- to it. G- the GQ network is going to be my new number one spot. Uh, yeah, oh okay. man, I haven't even checked that out. But hey, let me throw in this argument because I'm hearing you guys out. Because okay. essentially what I'm hearing is you guys don't like it because you think it's just pandering. What you guys call pandering, I just call sensualize, and I recognize that it's sensualized, and it's still funny. That's all. I don't, I don't call it pandering. I just think the jokes are lame. I don't know. I think if you're if you're into geek culture and you want a good show that uh, that will cater to your interests and do tasteful jokes, check out the British IT Crowd. That's an awesome show. Yeah, IT Crowd is pretty funny. I agree with that. Um, I don't know. I guess if well, I don't know. It's just like. I, it, okay, the fact that like nerds would get offended at the Big Bang Theory just like boggles my mind because Andrew's right. That's fucking stupid. It's like stoners getting offended at the workaholics. Like it's just fucking stupid. Which they I'm not do, getting which offended by it, but it's just like it's just, they're just bad. They're lame jokes. It's like like here's an example of a Big Bang Theory joke. Hey, hey, I'm your girlfriend. You want to go hang out? No, I got Halo. Ha ha. That's a joke in Big Bang Theory. It's not funny. Your delivery is terrible. Maybe I know. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, your, your, your timing's way off. Um, My timing no, is honestly, way off. It's, it's CBS, guys. We can't expect too much. Now, unless CBS like goes to Giant Bomb and says, hey, you guys should make a show about video games. Until that happens, we're not going to get anything really great. I mean, you're just oh going to... God, fucking have Jeff Gersman and Ryan Davis I'd, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'll, yeah, I'll absolutely. Let's hope. Okay. Let, let's just do a, a petition for that. I will yeah. never watch it. Instead, instead of being upset, let's just make something out of it. Let, let, let's turn it around and let's do something positive, guys. There you go. Come on. Well, here, oh wait, hold on. Here's a comment that I, I think, which is funny. The Big Bang Theory does for nerds what Will and Grace did for gay people. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the best joke that's ever been associated with that show. Hey, Zing! <laughs> I I think your the pronounced term is bazinga. Yeah, you're done. Fuck you're you. fucked up. Fuck <laughs> you. Episode sixty eight. I did. Fuck all y'all. Episode sixty eight. We're gonna talk about parenting and video games and what happens when you just juxtapose the two. What do we do? We're adults now. We're fucking adults. It's been four years since we've been doing this fucking show. Eventually, this turn this uh this topic was gonna come around. Let's just well, it's gonna have a kid eventually. Yep. So, might as well just get it out of the way and start the music. Do it.
All right, so I, now I know who I'm not inviting over to trivia night. Fuck all y'all. But anyway, Ugh. it's yeah, you guys. It's, but um, yeah, I'm episode. <laughs> Uh, episode 68 of Press Pause Radio is currently recording as we speak. I'm Georgie Boyd's Axe, your lovable, lovable guy who, like, hosts this. That's, uh, that's about as descriptive as I'll get at the moment. To my left, jaded, favorite jaded motherfucking dude who I enjoy, uh, with a fiery passion. We have Sarah Axor. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. <laughs> and, and, unless he's just doing Street Fighter moves, and like, that's what it sounded like. Don't quit! Yeah. Don't quit! <laughs> oh man, just uh, his name is Edmund Honda. So, uh... is it really? Is it? Yeah, I it is. Really... Edmund. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh no, I always because okay. Here's what I'd like to know. Here, here's the fucking here's a little zinger for you, Capcom fucking douchebags. Been avoiding this this whole time. We all know. The whole thing between Vega and M. Bison in regards to switch around as to avoid like any controversy towards likenesses or or any legal trouble that Capcom would have seen with Mike Tyson. There, I said it just in case you didn't know, but it's obvious enough. However, you mean, you mean Balrog and M. Bison? Balrog and M. Bison. Sorry, and well, Vega. Bison's supposed Vega. to be Vega. The three they of they them just switched them around. around. Yeah. So, okay, thanks for adding that missing context. I appreciate that, buddy. You get introduced next, just for no. that. Anyway, no. shut up. So, <laughs> uh, I love how he's refusing being announced. Like, don't don't let me into this. <laughs> no, but uh, just to keep that in mind, I, they've never really elaborated what the M stands for, ever. Or if if they have, somebody clue me in. It's got to be a ranking, out. like major or something. He's got the cap on. But they've never really disclosed any rank, dude. He's just no, he's he's not because he's a dictator, so he's probably not even a real military man. He probably just his his real first name is probably something like. Like Michelle or Michelinas, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't want everyone to know, so he just says, "My name is M. Bison." Well, hold on a second. More badass. You, you really don't know? No, do you? Yes, I do. Please share with the world. Well, when uh, I'm sure you've played the original Street Fighter on Turbo Graphics. Yes. Right. Okay. So was M. Bison uh, in that? I thought it was just about Sagat, and then I had the. It, hold on, hold on. I'm getting to it. Okay. Balrog was in that game, but he, his name wasn't Balrog. It was Mike. I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. That's so why. Mike, that's why they had to Mike change it. Bison. That's exactly that's why they why had to change it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I figured they'd change around the context somewhat when they applied it with fucking Bison, but I guess not. I guess Capcom is that lazy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, shit. <laughs> I didn't know that was a hundred contention. <laughs> yeah, just look, look, look at the like Ken and Ryu. They're the same character, except one kicks a little bit more. Oh, they, of course they're lazy. The Giles theme song goes with everything. They're so lazy, they just don't care. Did anyone else <laughs> see the uh, that video on YouTube? It was like uh, the internet goes with everything, and it uses like uh, the party rock anthem, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Giles theme. <laughs> Jesus. And the Space Jam theme, all in one okay. match. Oh, fuck cool. off. It's you pretty just, awesome. You, you just brought me back in as soon as you said Space Jam. All right. Oh, yeah. Back in. <laughs> Gotta get up. Time to jam now. Pull, oh, pull man. jam. Um, Basketball damn. Jones is the best song. That's all I have to say about that. It is pretty, it is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. James. Hey, the next, the, the next, uh, next uh, video thing we do, we watch a movie and talk about it. Let's do Space Jam. I know it's not pertaining to games, but I just, I just want to do it. <laughs> I, I just want to 
hate you. <laughs> it doesn't even have, it doesn't have to be for the podcast. Can we just it, do this it, as friends? It, yeah, <laughs> we should do. We should we should watch Space Jam and then play Michael Jordan in the Terror in the Windy City. Dude, and then oh, I was thinking about streaming though. Fuck out of that. Yeah, yeah dude, I, I do that. I do that in a heartbeat. Right, cool. Some fire so and ice game. basketballs. Let's just watch the fuck out of that terrible movie. Fuck the podcast for a second. Whoa, yeah, I don't... whoa, whoa, whoa! Space Jam is not a terrible movie. <sighs> Space Jam is not a terrible. It's movie. It's not. It's not. You better it, not say it, it is. It is a living legend within cinema. You thought if, we got upset about the Big Bang Theory? If, yeah, Big Bang wait. Theory is a good show. <laughs> Space Jam is a good movie. I. <laughs> so so so. Uh, well, we we were talking about um. Before we started, we were talking about doing a podcast about Space Jam. We should. So, the Mean Team podcast. Or maybe, or like, well, another called the Monstars. The Monstar podcast? Cartoon Squad podcast? Can we have Bill Murray on it? I, I hope. I don't think he's going to show, up, get, get, get show up in the last episode and say if he's ready. If he's ready to come and do it, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that should be okay. God, wait, hold on. What's the, uh, dude, Danny DeVito's character? It's fucking some stupid pun. It's like Sledge? Slut? No, it's, uh, uh, well, it's, uh, I I do not have the Space Jam Wikipedia page pulled up right now. I do not. Why is it not on your favorites? Let me go to the official Space Jam website. It's still up. There is not a Space Jam website. (laughs) Yeah, there is a Space Jam website. Go to (laughs) SpaceJam.com, dude. Own it now on 2D Special Edition. You can look at galleries and everything. Did someone make this on Angel Fire? No, it's, it's like official, dude. Wait, you you climb into a deep, dark fucking place on the internet when you go through like Angel Fire or Tripod or Geocities websites. Hey, I I had, I had a hold band on. Did you just say Geocities? Yeah, Geocities. Geocities. Whatever. It's a play on words to atrocities. You Geocities. son of a bitches. Okay, well I can see that. I love how in the press box it says say no Space Jam news at the moment. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of two no homes and seven no moms. Space, no Space Jam news at the moment. I'm going to stay tuned for some exciting news from Space Jam. When's the sequel? Wait, is there a newsletter I can subscribe to? Please <laughs> sign me up. You could talk about it and you could tell can, a friend. Can I follow these guys on Twitter? Can I like them on Facebook? Oh, well, you can probably like it on Facebook. Oh, I'm you sure. can probably like it on Facebook. I'm t- and then get nothing but Michael Jordan memes or fucking talk about how Speedy Gonzalez was just like subliminally racist. Which of course he was. It was the fucking 80s and 70s. Mm-hmm. We were mm-hmm. all funny and insensitive back then. And it was fine. God we weren't alive, it. but yeah. You no, know, once upon a time, I made. <laughs> we weren't alive then when that, when the 70s, but okay. No. Yeah, I, made but... a, I made a website once upon a time that was way better than this one. You mean ours? Nah, well, nah, like way <laughs> long ago. Back when HTML was a big deal. They, <laughs> re- they removed the original one. It used to be, if you went to the website, it was the same site from when the movie released in like 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm looking at right now. Actually. Oh, shut up. Are you looking at it like in archives? Mm. Well, no, it's from the WarnerBrothers.com uh, host. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's here and it's garbage. <laughs> is this a thing that we're talking about? I don't know. We shouldn't. Well, I'm, I'm saying we're gonna save it for the first inaugural episode Screw of our the Space Jam topics. This should be our topic. Yeah, Space Jam. Where are they now? Where are they now? Seventeen-year-old. I'd I'd really like to know where Muggsy Bogues is right now. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Fucking, I, I don't know. Buried in a Coleman chest somewhere. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That's uh, terrible. Okay. It is terrible. There you go. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope that was the uh, uncomfortable segue we're all hoping for. James, yeah. 
Mm. Hey, I finally introduced you. You're an asshole. Uh, what are I you am. Doing? Well, why, thank you. I always get introduced so politely on this show. <laughs> you do. Like, I don't, honestly, you do. Good to have you back on. Rudest way I've like. Oh, made. I got. I got to tell you this story really quick, George. I was about ready to pick up Yakuza Three, right? And I never played it before. And I asked a buddy of mine who was working at working where I was picking it up. I was like, "Hey, what's Yakuza Three like?" And he went, "Uh." It's kind of like Shinmu. I chucked that shit about 10 foot behind me and walked out the store. To be uh, honest, it doesn't that. have the story development of Shinmu. It's more oh my action. god. Here we go. It probably doesn't have forklifts either. Anyways, how are you guys doing? I'm doing alright. I've played a lot of games lately. And sleeping in your broken down Mako? Fucking. <sighs> the fact that, uh, don't if you had a bed that was that actually board. like a Mako car bed, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I so wish. It'd be <laughs> awesome. Um. <laughs> Controls like, better than a fit. Uh, if you're gonna talk shit about the forklift, I'm fucking muting you right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It just, I think it controls better than crap. What's the name of the, what's the vehicles in fucking Halo? I completely the warthogs. Warthog, yeah, it yeah. controls better than a warthog. Warthogs don't control that bad. Warthogs are always on ice, even in a muddy if you're field. Good. No. Fuck you. Makos are refrigerators on rollerblades. That's that what controls they good. Are. That hover, a uh, fucking warthog doesn't hover. No, it just gets flipped over with the flip of a finger. Fuck that. No, not, not if you know how to do it correctly. <laughs> sorry, you gotta be better at games, apparently. Anyways. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, apparently, don't, I, don't don't know how to flip, I don't know how to flip over warthogs by looking at them. Oh, man, don't. Uh, bring back all these memories of Spectre, just don't. <laughs> Wait, Spectre George, Spectre? George doesn't like when people tell him he doesn't know how to play games. <laughs> 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 oh man. Anyway, um, you know what could have made that completely worse if Warren Spector had brought up Alien Soldier. You know what? To be completely honest, it, it, I did everything right. I really did. I played through that fucking game. I surprised him, and then I told him it was dumb. It, <laughs> and yeah, it, it, did. yeah, and just fuck. Straight that's up, that's point up. blank. Man. Yeah, you dude, pulled that trigger hard. I fucking pull that. I don't care who you are. It's just, it's fucking like, dude. <sighs> well, he deserve. It's true. He did deserve it. He did, dude. Honestly, he got, he got crazy with me, man. And I was being polite and straight up. Dude started breathing on my neck. Motherfucker, my hairs are going to stand on end and then you're going to get the shock. You're going to get the shock. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of which, and you know what? I'm not reviewing that game. And there's probably a good reason why I didn't get the review copy, and we'll leave it at that. Motherfuckers. Anyway, Andrew, I missed you. <laughs> hey, 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 Warren Spector, I love Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. Uh, I got my Oswald Lucky Rabbit ears right now. Uh, pick it up now in stores. Greatest game of the you year, 2012. No. No, number one, number one game, top rated game no of all time. No fucking idea <laughs> how many people literally wasted half of their Saturday, if not more, doing nothing but just waiting for those hats. Um. Wow, that's kind of sad. Me I and Sarah were just shaking our fucking heads. Literally, mm. what was it? We we saw people stopping other people in line. Like, who just got out of line and got one, asking him, hey, I'll give you 200 bucks for that right now. What? Dude, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm going to get a hat. And I'm just like, are we really going to fucking forsake some integrity for a hat right now for money? And I'm just like, no, we're better than that. (laughs) Then, 
Uh, anyway, God damn it. But yeah, no, that was that was quite interesting. Looks like we're all introduced. Yeah. Hey, so... yay, let's go. <laughs> uh, nice to see that your enthusiasm is still kept in check. I'm ready. Yay. Yeah, you're fucking yes. ready. All right. Um, I'm always ready. So uh, on tap for the show for this evening, we've got some news. I think the only real news that I, I really would like to talk about is uh, THQ being a part of the Humble Indie Bundle. Which uh, doesn't make sense. It now it's called the Humble Bundle because it's not indie at all. Well, yeah, I, I kind of want to talk about that, but I'll, we I'd need like... to support these really small upstart companies like THQ. We got to make sure that we're getting the word out about these games. They made this new independent project. It's a really, you know, awesome game. Hey, um, do not do not I, blow I, your load early. Hold on. I don't. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's something called Saint Saint Row Saint 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 Rose. The Saint Rose. Hey, That's hey, what it's called. Hey, come on. Come on, let's not skip the foreplay yet, shall we? Uh, we got we got sure. that topic on tap that's literally coming right up. Then, <laughs> then we've got what's in your console, some select feedback from you guys, and the topic. So, I, I, fucking Andrew's ready to go. He's raring. Let's just Always get ready. it going. Humble bundle with THQ games. Go. <laughs> okay, so so even though I don't understand it, I still bought it. But <laughs> but 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 to be fair, to be fair, I wanted to support because you know we know THQ is on some hard times. They gotta get some support, so I didn't want to leave them hanging. So I figured, okay, I'll throw them. I'll throw them a you know a decent amount, a charitable amount. Um, but I just don't. I don't know. Something has to be said about the fact that they're doing this. Like I understand it is going to charity, and that's great. I appreciate that you know a lot but i i don't know i always thought the humble bundle was something to like share games that aren't really getting the exposure like it kind of works twofold playing games that you normally wouldn't be able to access or really want to access otherwise but in doing so also contributing to you know humble so they can actually keep on doing these and then also contribute to charities like i just don't know why thq is a part of it, it just seems really weird um actually Humble Bundle's been getting weird the last couple of times through. Like, I know they started doing, like, the Android ones where you can get Android games. And then they did one for books not too long ago, which I I took part in the book one. Wasn't very happy with the, with the products they were selling. Even the fact that if you, like, paid over the uh, the average, you got, like, a couple of Penny Arcade trade paper, like, trades. But they were, like, PDFs. But you couldn't get them on your Kindle. Like, if you have, like, a Kindle app or something, like, there's no way to read it except if it's a PDF. I just don't. I don't know. It's it's not as interesting or as exciting as it used to be. Like back when the Humble Indie Bundle first came out, it used to be amazing. I used to be like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing these many games and like you get for you know a good charitable donation. And I always feel like I'd want to give more than the average. You know, I'd give a decent amount. I'm not trying to brag, but I always thought it was a good cause and I wanted to support it. Now I don't feel like that so much. And I don't know. I think it's just because it seems like it's the wrong type of games they're trying to you know advertise as part of it. I Maybe. I actually got some feelings shared in on by like some indie devs that we're friends with, and they found no offense with it. If anything, they they were strongly for it because they were pretty much just like, and, and again, don't quote me on this. Quote, for example, I'll 
I'll, I asked him, can I quote you on this? I'm like, sure. So Mattia Traverso, uh, you know, dude behind one and one story basically flat out said, like, I don't get what the fucking static is. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, out of all the major publishers, THQ, if you were to label them like indie at all, they're the indiest of any major publisher out there. They're constantly pushing out new IPs. They're constantly doing things different, though they don't always succeed, which has got mm-hmm. them in this fucking mess. And to be honest, like none of those games are bad ones, to be honest. Like, if anything, more major publishers should start doing this. I understand that the Humble Bundle is commonly referred to as an outlet for new indie games to get exposure. Yeah. But, I mean, we have plenty of other outlets at this point. If publishers can get on board with doing something similar to the Humble Bundle, then maybe both people will be happy. But I'm, I'm kind of there with them. I mean... Not, I, I don't know if I can go as far as to say THQ is the indiest of fucking publishers. Like, I think any major publisher at this point, especially as storied as THQ, I mean, THQ is mostly fucking known for licensed games. They've mm-hmm. done a, a crap ton of them. They've always have done a crap ton of them. But they're lately, man, I mean, especially looking at, say, Darkstalkers and Saint Row, and then even though they weren't. They weren't exactly the best games. They they really weren't. But the fact that they took the gamble and tried to do something different, you, with you, you draw. Meant, you meant Dark Siders, right? I keep saying that. Yes, I really meant Dark Siders. It's like the third time I've made that fucking mistake. Yeah, Dark Siders. Wow. I hey, come on, man. I've had it's a long day. You're you're a long day. But anyway, Dark Siders. I understand that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Saint Row, and uh, what's another Company of Heroes? Which okay. You, you, all right, I can't really use Company of Heroes. Everybody's got to have their military shooter. But still, like, they've done different things. I think they were the only ones to really bring UFC into relevancy for mm-hmm. video games. Before, no, and, for- and, and, and honestly, Company of Heroes is the farthest thing you'll get from a military shooter, trust me on RTS. That. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. an RTS, plain and simple. Yeah, yeah, it is an RTS, but still, like, they still I, I'm, make, just ta- they, I'm just talking about the theme. They still make my wrestling games, so I'm okay with them. Yeah, but the point is, is they they actually do a lot of interesting stuff. Now, maybe the Humble Bundle may not have been the best outlet, but I'm totally in support of that move. I, I yeah, I mean, it, it, ultimately, as long as it's not taking away exposure from indie games, then yeah, I mean, like I said, I contributed to it, so I can't be hypocritical and say, well, it's wrong, but I'm still going to pay for it. Like I, <laughs> I support it, but mostly this time it was just supporting the charities involved, you know, Child's Play. Um, but like I said, I just don't want to take away from indie because there's not a lot of outlets for indie games with the exception of like now Steam's doing green light and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know, like they, they need all the exposure they can get. So I just don't want this to be a trend where it takes away from showcasing ind- independent games. As long as it doesn't do that, then I'm okay with it. But it just, it, it scares me that the potential's there. Well, there's a lot, like, there's a lot of emphasis on indie games now, which I'm, I'm totally stoked for. I, in no way, shape, or form, want that to be taken away. And to be honest, I don't think it can hurt to have some more. But, I mean, if you count Greenlight, Desura, Gamersgate, good old games, I mean, there's constantly something going on, especially, like, just the efforts alone that are concentrated from, uh, just the, the emphasis on that fucking Apple's doing surprisingly. Nintendo, like from what I've been communicated to, is now finally getting on the get on and the eShop literally has a very brazen spot. I mean, I talked about it in the article that I just wrote for the site. They have a very brazen, bold spot to where they they are cycling in in new indie games here and in. And then these are games that you can find on Steam like Little Inferno or exclusive games like the one I just recently reviewed, Chasing Aurora. 
I mean, it, at this point, I don't want to say that they've got their spot in the light. Far from it. They can there can still be a lot more. But I feel like there's a lot of outlets to the point where if the humble bundle like kind of, you know, was a little bit infidelous, so to speak, uh, on the uh, the quote unquote indie philosophy uh, for ga- that games go by. And, and they kind of just mess around with some major release titles like something of a major publisher of THQ. Then, yeah, I'm I'm for it. Like, I, I think I'm, I guess Andrew's kind of along the same lines. Like, I, I wouldn't want to see a trend. I mean, if it's going to be a trend, make it its own fucking thing. Humble Bundle at its heart and core is still something that independent mm-hmm. developers basically go fight for both exposure, yeah. a good cause. And it's the best way to like ultimately like independent developers. Like what I really notice, it's never about making it big, which granted, you know, can kind of throw along this like fucking pretentious aspect to them. But all they really want you to do is play their fucking game. Just stop and play their game. What better way than paying a couple bucks for it along with several other games? So, yes, Humble Bundle, I do wholeheartedly believe, is the best outlet for it. But, fuck, like, let it, you know. And I, I will tell you this, it was a, it was a pretty successful thing. Like, I'm pretty sure THQ, like, got to stay afloat a bit because they are on some hard times. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, and plus, like, I don't know. It was, it was, that was the only way I was going to check out Saints Row 3, to be honest. I was really burned by Saints Row 1. I <sighs> skipped Saints Row 2. And then You're you guys so missing out. Well, yeah, so you guys, he, out. both of you have like kind of pushed me over the edge to like get Saints Row three. And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking spend 40 bucks on it, though. Like, I don't know. What? Something about it stopped me about it. And Humble Bundle erase that. Now, have I stopped and played it yet? No, but I will. <laughs> now, I, I I don't know. I I would have taken advantage of this Humble Bundle, except for the fact Still that going. my PC does not support any of the games that are featured on it. Yeah. It's still going. So there is that. Like, ah, I don't know. I, I just can't be bothered. Well, dude, you can just register the keys on your Steam and just have them there when you do get your shit up to snuff. That's yeah, a lot of I mean, to do. We'll see. We'll see. I, I guess. Like, I've still got PS2 games that haven't opened, so what's the difference, you mean, right? You mean Steam hasn't come out for Linux yet? Linux? Uh, I'm, not, I'm running Windows right now. I thought you started running Linux. Yeah, that computer died. It just up oh. and broke. Oops. Came home one day and it just wasn't on and it wouldn't turn on. So I'm like, huh, you fucker. Mm. Maybe Linux became self-aware and did you a favor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, Powered no, the, com- the hardware was garbage. Anyways. Let's mm. be real. But, uh, yeah. uh, well, okay. But yeah, I mean. But hey, at least uh, at least his Windows PC works. Although it's bolted together with like physical screws. So. <laughs> real screws. Yeah, like big screws from the top of the computer. Even. As long as you're saying it's not like fucking wrapped in chicken wire and putty, I think we're. Oh, good. it's getting there. I need a new one bad. But oh. I can't do that unless I sell more music uh, music albums. So you know. So you can plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plug. We'll get to that later, go, though. Go, go jump on it now. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I think there's all our feelings. I mean, we have to really share. But I, I, I I'm, I'm for it. But honestly, though. I can't really see any other publisher really taking advantage of an outlet like that, so I don't even see it being a trend anyway. I mean, if fucking Square Enix or any of them were to do that, I would literally shout a big fuck you and, like, just completely write it off. But, uh, THQ, and, like, again, I was slightly negative towards it at first, but when those points are brought up to me, I'm just like, you know what? Really, what's the harm? Really, I, 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 there's, there, there isn't any significant harm. <sighs> there 
Any other news that's on tap? Anybody got got to get something off their chest? That's what I think of. There was something. Yeah. There. I bought I, I, I bought Guardians of Middle Earth today. My code didn't work, so there's that. I guess. <laughs> Son of Damn a bitch. redemption codes. Yeah, I don't know. And I gotta fucking call Warner Brothers and just do dumb shit like that. It's like, ugh, really. <sighs> there was something ugh, I can't remember. It was I believe it was for uh uh the Armada mod, the famous one, Daisy. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So there is an issue where somebody bought like the beta code and set it up and everything was fucking up for him. And he requested a refund back. Cause he said like, I know it's beta, but this is inordinarily out of the ordinary. So I would, I would really just much appreciate it if I got my refund and the developer straight replied back to him and said, we'll issue your refund, but we will ban you permanently from the game once it's finished. <laughs> yeah. And well, I yeah. Just... Yeah. You don't get your cake and eat it too. No, like, he was sorry, pretty much it... like, like once, like if you were to, repurchase the game and whatnot like we'll just ban your ip I'm like <laughs> well jesus well, god i think i almost died <laughs> i was choking there for a minute sorry <coughs> oh god well i don't know man i get i almost died because of that that's that's kind of an asshole move i guess and that yeah. sense. yeah like not but, like yeah i think you didn't understand the nature of exactly what they're banning like fuck yeah you. like well, like play it's understandable game. it's understandable to be like well this bait is kind of terrible but I don't know. Well, the thing about that, see, that's the weird thing, because, like, the way that whole system worked was when you bought the game, like, you got immediate access to the beta, but it wasn't one of those things where, like, you pre-ordered and then you got into it and then the game came out. Like, you had to fully pay for it even before it came out. So, you know, I can understand, like, investing money in something you're not sure about. Like, you start playing, like, wow, this is maybe not the best idea. But to just say, well, you can't come back, sorry. Yeah. That seems a little harsh, but. Exactly. That's a, it's a bit much. All right, let's get to the fun part because I'm pretty sure we've got a lot to talk about. What's in your console? What's in your console? All right, so video games. Video games. That's what's in our console. Yeah, good, good. The answer is correct. Hey, I win. I win. So, teeny miny mo, no meanie. I wonder where my glove will go. Um. I don't want to go first. Do I have to go first? Really? I don't know. Well, we we, we should do a tally. Who, who's played the sure. most games? Definitely not me. Mm. I played a few, I've, but I played a lot. All right. So who? Is it's, anything new? Is there all the same stuff? Uh, it's it's I've I played two tricky, new two games I haven't played yet, <laughs> and they seriously shook <laughs> up my top five. Okay. All, all right. No, James is doing it. The, the good good going, yep. Andrew. I, I like that. Into it. Psychology. Good. Thank you. Good. Yeah, tried. You're I tried. James, what's in your console? <laughs> <laughs> Misdirection. We already got you in there now. You're already yeah, committed. I'm, I'm confused. Uh, yeah, so, well, I'll talk about the first one. I played XCOM, which is nice. fairly old, but it's, I picked it up and actually got a chance to play it. It is amazing. I love enemy it. Enemy Unknown, right? Yeah, Enemy on the, yeah, the top down yeah. one. Um, uh, Andy has died about three times in my squad, but it's all right. God damn it. Really? Come on, man. Well, you know, you're a shotgun guy, so you run up on people yeah. all the yeah. time. So. Mm. Oh, man. I have, I picked that up on Black Friday. Um, oh, holy shit. Hold on. Can we, can we real quick, can we bullet point this? Holy fucking shit, you guys. I cheated Black Friday in ways that I don't think I've ever gotten away with cheating it before. So... 
I don't know if you guys knew this, but a lot of the Walmarts within the West Coast uh, had all the black sale prices in by three in the afternoon. And this was leaked on a forum, like a tech forum fall things. So I picked up all my shit at four o'clock. Why was Walmart open at four o'clock on Thanksgiving? Jesus Christ. That's sad. Like they open at eight o'clock. That's the saddest part, but. They just never closed on Thanksgiving. That's Jesus Christ. No. What a travesty. Well, good for you, though. Good for you. Games, video games. Yeah, sale. exactly. Yay. It's like, wait a dude, way to spoil it. man. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just like, I think you texted me that you're like, hey, I, I, I what, what, you, know, you said that you cheated Black Friday. I was like, well, I think Black Friday cheated me. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the way I feel about Black Friday is going to be different than most people, but. That's you did know. We, did we record since Black Friday or what? No, mm. we did not. No, we didn't. No, okay. we, well, like I'm actually part of the problem. Believe it or not, well, I actually took part uh, part in some Black Friday uh, stuff up here. I'm actually. always a part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I did too. I stood in line for two hours to get five games at half off. Yeah, I yeah. fucked. Yeah, so karma kind of got me back because then I stood in line for an hour and a half to get one game. <laughs> Uh, at, at a at a different retail outlet. So I I I just want to be able to. St- I'll have you stand in line for an hour and a half, and then I can kick you like in the shin <laughs> really hard. So Black Friday feels like, yeah. guys, Cyber Thanks, Monday. Thankfully Cyber Monday exists. Oh, oh dude, is... Cyber Monday was insane. Wait, hold on. Who whose mic is like fucking? That that was me. I I kicked my mic out of anger. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, goddamn. <laughs> um. The Microsoft Store Online, dude, like they had a shit ton of games for like nine ninety nine. I, I cop, I copped up on that too. Like, and their Cyber Monday deals started on Saturday. I don't know. I totally cheated holiday savings today or this year, I should say. Feel good about it. Feel yeah, really we good. got we got Dayruna's presents, uh, and she she got a BlackBerry Playbook. Nice. Yeah, it was like it's the thirty two gig model for like one hundred and eighteen bucks. Jesus Christ, BlackBerry still a thing. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, is like for her needs, like she's got an iPhone now, right? And she doesn't really have any, she doesn't want to do anything to do with Android. And the playbook supports her Facebook games. And, you know, those aren't supported on iPad because they're Flash based. So, you know, it works really well for her. And it's small in terms of form factor. So she really likes that. And it was dirt cheap. So it works all in all. Plus, the charger was on wicked sale. It's a seventy dollar charger that we got for fifteen bucks. Damn, I know, right? It's one of those uh, charging stands, and uh, I mean, it feels expensive. You could kill somebody with this thing. It's so heavy. Hmm. But it's only like you know an inch by three inches. It's tiny but heavy. That, that's definitely a bullet point for marketing, right there. You can kill <laughs> someone with this. <laughs> so yeah. heavy, you could kill the motherfucker. I feel like I want to kill myself with it. Oh, all right, all right. Let's let's stop talking about <laughs> sales. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, Jeez. come on. It's fine. It's fine. I don't want to yeah. be the Debbie Downer. No, I don't, I don't think <laughs> there's yeah, much I, else. I, because of that, I was part of the problem, and it's so strange to say, but it's true. Uh, let's see. Here's what I got. I got Max Payne 3, Dishonored, XCOM, uh, fucking Dance Central 3, uh, Angry Birds Trilogy, um, Ew. never dead. Uh, uh Ew. <laughs> were, they, were they handing it out? Was it a door buster? <laughs> like, they just gave it to you? 
<laughs> it was it was five bucks. So I said, Did you pick the wrong about. game. Were you trying to buy Dead or Alive and you just picked up the wrong thing? Yeah, it had the word dead in it. Uh, <laughs> binary domain. Um, Again, well, not binary domain is not that bad. Yeah. Um, Forza Horizon. Uh, uh, I picked that one up, too. That game's amazing. Frat I haven't, I haven't popped it in yet. It's, I've been it's hearing, it's been hearing like a lot of mixed reviews. Like fucking nobody's like consistent about how they feel about that game. So uh, as as a as a casual racing guy, not a hardcore racing guy, I thoroughly enjoy Forza Horizon. Yeah, because well, because like I knew automatically Katie would hate it, but um, I was of trying course. to look. Well, no, because dude, like that that broad is all about car porn. That is not a car porn. Well, game. that's just it, right? So. Yeah, and that's so, why I say, of course. Um, but yeah, no, nobody's been really concerned. I, I grabbed some other stuff too, like oh, Doom Three BFG Edition. Um, can't can't really put a finger on anything else. I think I also grabbed Spec Ops on the line. So yeah, but no, dude, Never Dead was five bucks, and I I was completely curious about this game. And I don't think anything you you've told me to stay away from it has told me that it isn't five bucks. Curious, so. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Meh. Maybe, maybe. Um, I bought a Kai Katana. That's it. Yes, it's good. This is a good game. Yeah, contender yeah, for shmup of the year, my friend. Yeah, I bought it. I was like, okay, sweet. It's well, because what happened was it got um, it got converted to pre-owned. I didn't even see that. And I was like, what? This is the used copy? And I bought. It. I was like, ten bucks. I was like, I that's that's a shame that it got converted. But I was like, I'll buy it for ten bucks. Yes. Absolutely, hands down. Oh, but yeah. I also got uh, Sonic Freeriders for the Kinect. Now you're just hurting the industry. You're not even helping with the Black Friday sales. <laughs> I just, fuck, again, I, whatever. I mean, I have a thing. I have it. Might as well use it for five bucks. Like, I, I kind of want to do more of my Kinect than just dance. You guys, that's all I like. Jesus. But um, that that's how my 360 Red Ring told us trying to do stupid Kinect games. Really? I was trying to work out, which I know, I know. Why would I need to work out? I already look amazing. But I was doing a fitness game that I got, and uh, I did it in like 10 minutes in. My system red-ringed. They're like, you're fat. <laughs> <And it broke. laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Maybe you're getting too cut. I was getting so diesel that my system almost exploded. That's what happened pretty much. Yeah. Damn. System uh, couldn't take it. So XCOM... I, I haven't really delved in too much. It looks like you and Andrew were the only ones. Like, I have it right there. I need to get into it. I've just, dude, I've just been pushing up with all these fucking review games, but I'm getting through them. And that, Dishonored, and Walking Dead are on my marathon list before we do our next episode because I really need to get those out of the way. Yeah, and, and XCOM is, is just really, it's got, like, got enough light, or light base building, world, like micromanagement elements, and then. Some RPG elements and the top-down system is, works really well for the most part. Um, it, it's just really fun, especially going in there with like when you name all your characters, people you know. It's really fun to yell at people, yell at your friends when they fail. <laughs> it really yeah. is, and that's what I've been doing. Uh, another Black Friday thing I picked up. I picked up. Uh, uh, it was a Steam Black Friday. I picked up Walking Dead for half off. Um, and I am on the Andy train now. That is yep. one of the best games this year. By yep. far, that game have is. You, have you have you played all five episodes? No, um, I'm oh, just I'm wait. halfway, I think, into episode two. Just I you fell wait. in love with it after episode one. I heard episode just, three no, is the turning point. Yeah, three three will make you question everything about gaming. I'm not even joking. Three, and then honestly, when you get to the final episode, man, 
It's hard I, job. And that's the thing, too, is, uh, again, I get really invested in some, like, when I got invested in a heavy rain, that was pretty bad. Like, I, I, I did things that I had to, like, question myself on the inside. So I was told, you know, by several different individuals, I think Andrew included, that this is not the best game to really marathon, which kind of no. coincides with the fact that it is episodic, which is yeah. really curious to see. Like, I almost kind of wanted, like, I bought episodes one and two, and I was going to, like, I've been going through one, and uh, I, I kind of want to see, like, how, you know, I'm curious to just get the rest of it or just fucking buy it on retail. But, yeah, I mean, I've been hearing that it's, again, not the most ideal thing to marathon through just because, like, you get so emotionally invested and I like what I've done so far because a lot of like the paradigms that people are drawing with this game is to keep comparing it with like another major decision making game like Mass Effect and with Mass Effect generally whatever influence you have is is a, it basically events and then shit that happens within the plot that minorly it involves characters, not to an extent. I mean, there are direct character decisions. I'm not saying that. But, I mean, I think Walking Dead primarily focuses on characters. That's it. Like, and because of that, uh, it, it kind of really, it has that, that complete cryptic nature of how it'll affect the plot. I feel like, seriously, like something that I've already done in the first one, and maybe I'm just blowing my shit, I don't know, but I feel like something in the first one will, already, I'm already feeling like uh, like something is going to happen within the second one. And, I, and, I, and so far, the decisions have been pretty, like, I don't know, I, I, I've been trying to, like, kind of game it. And I'm finding it hard to. I, I can't find. You can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's, that's really the whole benefit of it. That's why I enjoyed it so much, because we talked about this before with games about moral choices and decisions you know you try to game it too much you try to pick the choice that you think is the best answer like that's gonna give you the best but, outcome but and you can't whole, do that that's the, yeah that's the whole thing every 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 answer in this game is a shitty answer everything's yeah. a shitty decision you, you, they, and they don't give you and like most games you sit there and just weigh on the options and think about it this it's timed so you have to make a choice sometimes you know, as much as like a few seconds, you have to, it, it, it's like, you know, yes or no. Like you have to make this choice right now. That's even and, the brilliant thing about it. They mm-hmm. leave that, the, the three dots. The ellipsis. Say, yeah. The yes, ellipsis. You, you don't say a damn thing. You're just, <laughs> yep. I'm not, I'm not interjecting my point. Um, I want to know how though, like how much that affects. And like, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not too far in one, but I'm again, I, I have to get through this. I really want to know what I'm missing and where I, we're going to talk about. It. And honestly, it, it's a shame that. At some point, I wouldn't mind doing like a games club or some way of getting into spoiler heavy stuff because it's one of those games just like Mass Effect where you talk about the outcomes like what did you do here? What did you say then? And, and, and seeing how it plays out for people depending on their options and the choices they made. That's the whole fun of like, like talking well, yeah, about it's heavy game. rain all over again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel I'm, like. Yeah. And I'm not one to like adventure games very much. And like I remember, I, what what was that piece of crap I reviewed earlier this year that everyone uh, loved? hated. Yeah, that thing. I <laughs> hated that thing. And but this game, I have fallen head over heels for, and it's it's mm-hmm. probably gonna take my favorite game of the year away from. No, I'm not kidding. Every time I games. edit like Andrew's review on The Walking Dead, like every time we help edit it, it's it's just like he keeps he keeps falling deeper the ra- down the rabbit hole. So yeah. It's, I it's essentially convinced me like I got to do it when you get past episode three, it'll have it's it'll have its claws in you pretty deep. I what it, I think we should do a game club on it. Honestly, I think it's the I, only way we can get Sarah to play it. 
So you well, know, I'll, I'll probably pick up the physical copy of it. There yeah, it's coming out. It's coming out next week. Yep. As of this it's recording, like what? Like how much is it, it going to be? Like full price or what? Thirty dollars. Oh, that's Dude, not bad. That's Fuck. a steal because like yeah, getting it digitally is twenty five. I uh like I I've already played through the entire download parts. I'm buying the physical copy. I'm, I'm buying the one they have a a limited edition that comes with the uh the first uh compendium. So I'm getting that just because cool. I I want to support that that company. Like they they made what's arguably in my opinion. I don't want to spoil too much about what we'll talk about later, but it's it's got to be my favorite game, one of my tops of all time. Hands, yeah, I'm not. Down. I'm not big on licensed games, but it's something I'd give a shot. You, you'd be well, that's surprised. The thing. That's the thing. I don't think it's there's... decent. It's a decent show. So it will, dude. If you if you're like slightly involved with the show, the show isn't even done that well. To well, be obviously, right? Yeah. But like, if you look at the comic, and then from what I'm hearing, just the way, because that's the thing. I don't think the the game really embellishes on like what makes the license the license they embellish on the nature of the license mm-hmm. and they kind of just leave behind that you know like that that's my big problem with the show i don't i don't i can't understand how many times they have to shout walkers or they they just shout out buzzwords that's used within the story's jargon to like yeah. it, it's it's like almost marketable to an extent while within the comic book it's very like natural the pacing everything's done to to an extent, while the show is basically trying to to pander to can, uh you know fans of the comic basically book and do its own thing, capitalizing right, yeah, capitalizing. There we go. That's the best way of putting it. And like, it's not until like season three to where finally it's finding its own niche. And I'm actually incredibly interested in like the way the show is doing it. But from what I hear, the game and the game actually takes place within the comic books canon. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. uh, season two, which I would I wasn't too surprised. I kind of want to see how that plays out because that means even shit that you did through an entire five episodes is now going to affect like season two. And like, I'm assuming that there's been a lot left open to like get you pumped for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, and spoiling like, anything. Yes. And it's, it's just so, it's just such a great, I mean, going in if like, cause I've read the comics pretty much all the way up till current on those. And I'm, and knowing the universe, like kind of gives me this other thing where, and when I meet a new person in that game, I don't trust them one fucking bit. No. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. They're, everyone in that game, it's just like a lack of trust to everyone, even people in my group. The only person I don't, I, I trust is Clementine. I don't even trust Duck. You know what? Fuck Duck. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes, little ba- that little bastard's planning something. Well, you're, you're already a bit farther than me, so I, I mean, Fucking, I, I really got to get on it. But then there's also Dishonored, which I, I got to do a preview of, you know, back of pack. So I'm already privy to what is ahead of me for Dishonored. Um, and I am more than likely going to enjoy that. But well, yeah, I got I got my my plate. I wasn't full. too impressed with Dishonored, to be completely honest with you, except for the world. I wasn't meh. Well, well, I've been hearing a lot about that. Yeah, a lot of that, rather. Um, I hate the writing. Like the writing, even from what I was like exposed to in the preview, I think the delivery of the writing is really dry. But I, I feel like you know the context does just enough to where like the 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 real meat of the game, the playground aspect of the game, playing it does enough. It's it's kind of like to me, it's Bioshock with like some Grand Theft Auto thrown in, just because like I get to the way I interact with those environments kind of. Like I derived a lot of fun, like just being able to wall kick alone and just like explore areas, which again, maybe is not the game 
the way it was intended to play, but then you, you imply those stealth mechanics and trying to get through enemy lines, and you have some fun with it. I don't know. Just me. Uh, but besides that, I mean, I haven't played anything. I mean, I've played a little bit of Far Cry, but not enough to really go into it too much. Um, and I picked up the Ratchet and Clank collection for... Because Ratchet and Clank was one of my favorite game series on the PS2. It's actually still one of my favorite game series this generation because I love the ones that are on PS3. But I was kind of disappointed in the collection because it's only got the three games in it. It doesn't even have Deadlocked. And it doesn't. And I thought they'd be cool if they like in, included the PSP ones. Because the PS Size Matters is actually a really good one. The fact they don't have that in there, I thought that was kind of a waste. Because I mean, uh, they are planning to do it. They're they're doing they're going the God of War uh, way, where they're going to get their own collection. That that's something that I read along a press release. So what? Size matters. Secret Agent Clank and and fucking deadlocked. And deadlocked. That's kind of a weird. Yeah, because well, because they're all yeah. side stories. Did uh did you get a chance to play the Sly Cooper demo that came with it? No, I didn't. Actually, fuck! What's wrong with you? That should be what you I, really. I have playing. never ever played a Sly Cooper game. What? They're really good. Dude, I yeah. know people tell me they're good, and I mean, I've never like Infamous. Tried them. That's kind of where it started. Yep. 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 Well, um, That's pretty much it. Yeah. Fuck. All right. I guess I'll go next. Um. Okay. Well, I won't really talk too much about the games. I guess I've reviewed honestly because they're on the site. I mean, I've been, go, I've, go been read we, it. I've been deep fucking deep deep in Wii U and to be honest yeah there's a lot of things that are really bugging me about the system but I'm pretty much on board with it I, it's it's definitely defied my expectations like it really it has uh, okay honestly a lot of the problems that we're experiencing now with it all have the potential to be fixed through patching they really do I mean, the one thing that I am really curious, and I wish you guys had one just to ask, everybody's talking about these crazy long load times between things. I am not encountering this unless unless eight seconds, which is some shit that I really see on other consoles to begin with, is a long mm-hmm. load time. It's eight to ten seconds with me, man. Honestly, the only thing, surprisingly, out of all the games that I have, the game that takes the longest to boot up, like a fucking unnaturally long we're talking about 45 seconds and then there's really hardly any loading after that is chasing aurora and that's that's the down that's the indie download for it other than that um i've rocked nintendo oh no okay that's my biggest beef nintendo land straight fucked like no matter what each wii u console is kind of built with a different flaw in regards to recognizing the architecture of that game and the firmware so my flaw, for example, is if I play that game with the gamepad uh, plugged into the charger, it will hard freeze my system. I mean, hard freeze it to the point where there's an insane buzzing noise that's fucking reverenced of like the 90s in a Windows 95 PC. And I have to unplug the fucking console in order to turn it off. Um, and that it took me a while to find that out. But I was just like, why the fuck does this keep hard freezing? It was because my gamepad was plugged in a charger. Other people uh, needed to turn off their Wi-Fi or they needed to turn parental restrictions on. There was some sort of fucking crazy trick to like not get Nintendo Land the freeze on you. There is an update that's arriving uh, next week to fix all of that. But still, I, again, it kind of speaks volumes of like Nintendo's uh, fucking step into the water that is like fucking online tech. And, you know, they're. They're, they're trying to get behind it, but I don't know. I was honestly surprised. Like, for example, 
if you're a Ninja Gaiden fan in any variety, and if you've been burned by Ninja Gaiden 3 in the worst way like I was, you'd be surprised on how good Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge is. Now, fucking, I will state the expectation right now, it is still not as good as Sigma 2. But it, it the way they improve it is done very well, and I honestly, I didn't play it with the Pro Controller. I played it with my gamepad, and I liked it. Um, biggest thing that I really enjoyed about the gamepad is where there are complex button combinations to execute certain moves, like the Ninpo. They were just literally a one-touch input on the touchpad, and I was able to do it. Um, the resistive screen has been a bitch, but not in video games. It's been a bitch, uh, browsing eShop, weirdly enough. And that's because there's so much to tap upon in eShop. There are times where I want to, like, basically scroll down, and it'll select something I had no intention of selecting. In games, n- no, no issues. I mean, I, I have hardly <sighs> pulled out a stylus for anything. I mean, even the, the constant uh, feedback that, uh, that I've been reading and getting back like with talking to people about the Zombie U inventory management, no. But eShop, browsing, yeah, that's been a bitch. Uh, Meverse is like one of the fucking coolest things I think I've ever done in online functionality. I, I really know, I, I hope, though, and that, that's my biggest fear. It's like the hopes that I have towards what they, the potential they have with it will go unanswered. In the same vein that Virtual Console had so much potential and it was squandered. <laughs> uh, so, for example, I mean, there there are meta achievements that you can do in New Super Mario Brothers U that allow for you to post, or even just fucking up allow for you to post. Meverse is essentially Nintendo Facebook, but it's fun. There's a community like Ninja Gaiden 3's uh wall on Meverse is incredibly fun because there are people that are screenshotting and and showing things in the game that I had no idea that you know that were happening uh, because of the new additions, and I did not. Instead of going to a GameFAQ or reading a fucking blog about it, I did it all through my console through a community. Again, I mean, you know, some can argue that it's a glorified message board, but fuck, dude, like, hey, it's it's fun, mm-hmm. it, and I enjoyed it. Hell, I mean, I, you have no, oh man, there some of it's like such a dickhead community though. Like if you go and visit Funky Barn's wall, oh, God. <laughs> it is a mess. And there's gonna be bad. I think my favorite part is just going through the Funky Barn wall and watching people defend Funky Barn against the people who don't own because on the wall, if you post on it, it'll it'll have a check mark on whether or not you even own the game. Um half of the people <laughs> who are fucking posting on Funky Barn do don't not even own have it. it. Oh, <laughs> They're just talking shit. That's the way to do it. Um but yeah, no, me verse Meverse is incredibly fun, and like if they can apply like a, a, an achievement system and apply it with your Meverse profile, oh man, that would like fuck. Honestly, I I don't need score. I really don't. Like the game score is cool, but like Nintendo can evolve upon it and do something cool with a social networking profile. Game over. Like I I will be all about Meverse. Um, so far like the visuals have really impressed me, but have also like. I, it, between Dishonored and all the other games, um, which I'll get to in select feedback, I'm going to have to retire my CRT TV. I'm getting a fucking high-def TV in the next month or so. I can't do it anymore. In fact, if this son of a bitch wasn't so heavy, I'd ship it to one of, like, Sarah. I can see Sarah getting the most enjoyment out of it. Nah. But, well, way to go, dickhead. I don't want to give you my free <laughs> thing, man. Just put, nah, put it into an arcade uh, cabinet. If you, if you had another uh, Commodore uh, Model 1702 monitor... Just in case this one gives out, yeah, I'd take that in a heartbeat. But uh, 
But I've already got a forty. I've already got a forty-two inch flat panel, right? And my advice to you is to get a plasma. Do it up. It's got the best color ever. Well, for games, it's definitely best looking for games. All right, I'll have to do it. Like my biggest, like one that I'm trying to get out of the way. Which again, I'll I'll talk about. It's just man, all the light gun games. And I really like if they re-release them on like fucking Move or Wii or whatnot. At least I don't know. You should just keep it. Honestly, you'll hate yourself if you don't. Yeah, like I've still got a twenty. I don't. It, I don't have it, the it, room it, for it. it though. Well, I mean, if you want to upgrade, that's one thing. But I don't know, dude. I've got a twenty-seven-inch think... uh, tube TV just for playing uh, old-ass fucking games. Well, okay, check it so... out though. I don't have the room, honestly, to economize. It's it's again, it's a Walking Dead scenario, man. It's a shitty decision either way, but I gotta mm-hmm. reap the biggest benefit. Mm-hmm. I have I have a collection of like twenty light gun games. Versus a collection of over 90 plus current generation games that at this point, like it's it's almost a pain in the ass to play on enhanced definition. I mean, just alone at the text with Dishonored or even Chasing Aurora on the fucking Wii U, like the way that like the composite visuals in the Wii U. Half the time the game can be played on my gamepad. I'm going to play it on my gamepad because it looks better on that as opposed to my TV. (laughs) And that's that's a I think that was one of the biggest signs. I'm like, fuck. All right, I gotta. Well, I like, think. Uh, well, you've you've got the one where the tube is flat, right? The tube is flat. Yes. Yeah. So you're gonna have problems playing light gun games on that anyway. I I've been fine playing like Virtual Cop on it recently because uh, yeah, but I, like older older light gun games, you uh, when you're aiming at the screen, it looks for a certain curvature. I did not know that. Yeah, no, well, everything's truth. always slightly to the left. Okay, you got a point. True, true. But always. I've always been slightly to the left, so fucking uh, I adapted. Is that what you said? I, it's, yes. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, but uh, I've been digging on my Vita more, man. Uh, the Wii U and the Vita. And, again, a lot of the Wii U stuff I've written reviews for. You guys check that out. I have more reviews to write for it, so check that out. Um, Uncharted. I know people are going to like probably, you know, come at what I have about to say with skepticism because, yeah, it's Uncharted. George is definitely going to like it. I was surprised by it because I actually had very low expectations thinking that, you know, people like Uncharted fans did not like it. Like Matt J, for example. Matt J hates Golden Abyss and he is quite a big Uncharted fan. He's stupid. Um, This game's <laughs> pretty good. I, I, I think. Honestly, where like his biggest complaints were like, I hate how the game has to remind me that I'm playing this on the Vita every five minutes uh, were the pleasant points of it. I actually got to interact and experience firsthand the moments of like archaeology or the Eureka moments uh, uh, of some sort of archaic lore or, or treasure hunting facts. And granted, they they did that. They, that was applied to some extent in the other like main uh, Uncharted games. Not in the manner that they did it with the Vita, and I feel like the Vita was the, the more or less the more ideal format for it, just because of what you could do with a touchscreen. And dude, I fucking love that touchscreen. Like for like, there is absolutely no flaw to that touchscreen. Like it's amazing, like how much I did enjoy. The only moments that I honestly had annoyance with it, which it, again there was no need, was applying like the Vita uh, gyroscopic motion mechanic to grenade throwing, like. Really fucking like the six axis bullshit from the first <laughs> one wasn't like a clue in like maybe we should just leave the grenade throwing to an arc arc radius like the other Uncharted games. No, no, but it's not even that. It's um basically like you you move around. There's absolutely no visible indicator whatsoever. You just move around. 
uh, your your movement, your reticle, where basically the middle view of you, like imagine an invisible cursor in the middle of your screen when you move perspectives up, down, left, or right. Uh, tap on the grenade icon on the right-hand corner of the screen. Your grenade will go to the very middle of your sight. Mm-hmm. No indicator, no it's, it, reticle of any kind. It's like that with uh, Declassified, Call of Duty Declassified. It's like that too, and it's fucking dumb. It's so bad. It's just, it yeah. makes me like... Like grenades are such an integral moment, like when you're when you're fucking facing down a gunfight and there's a large mob. And I've I've just I had to largely neglect the grenades. But other than that, like the game is like it's an uncharted game. This is not like I don't feel like the game has made any concessions to be on the Vita. They've they've managed to get an uncharted game on the Vita. Sands a few hiccups. It, it's enough still like to overlook. I really enjoyed it. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, it's fucking awesome on the Vita. It's very Holy good. Shit, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really surprised. I also, yeah, I've been dicking around with Mortal Kombat and, um, for 20 bucks, I might check it out. Yeah. No, for, it, you should get it's, it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's really like, I finally got to get more involved with Mortal Kombat and I have to say, I'm, I'm really surprised. Like this is definitely like got my, like it's, it's really leaning close to my vote for the best fighting game of 2012. Um, it's pretty, or wait, did that game come out last year? No, Vita came out in February, so it had to be this year. Yeah, I believe Mortal Kombat came out this year. Yeah, um, that, the I, Vita version at least. Okay, so yeah, the well, console I, I also just came out before that. Okay, that's what I thought. No, I've been playing it both. I've been switching off. Oh yeah, um, console versions came out last year. Yeah, I, I got the console version on my PS3, and yeah, I'm I'm digging it. Other than the fact that I was really disappointed with Kratos, like what they did with him, he wasn't a very good character. <laughs> um, in yeah. And, and, but what well, you know, whatever. I mean, when you yeah. when you use the same cameo character so many he, he's times, he's so overpowered in All Stars, so I guess it makes up for it, <laughs> dude. Like you wouldn't even know. I mean, I get that game. It's it's about pretty that game good. All Stars, dude. If you want to talk about best fighting games of the year, All Stars. All Stars is pretty good. Swear, uh, yeah. In my, in my in my opinion, in my opinion, for whatever know. it's worth. I don't know. It's pretty I, good. It's Smash Brothers. If you don't like Smash Brothers, you yeah. won't like it. And instead of well, Master Hand, you get thing. Polygon like Man. It, it doesn't even have the same mechanics as Smash Brothers. I couldn't figure out what I was doing. Oh, no, doing. no, no. It, it's got the exact same mechanics. So I the more you beat that. up on someone, the more you can knock them out? I didn't knock well, no, anybody. No, 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 no. It's not like that. Basically, you Okay, have to build so it's up not like levels. Smash Brothers is what you're saying. Well, I mean, I'm ter- in terms of the fighting mechanics, like the actual Physics. maneuvers that you do. Like, how saying. does it work? Like okay, we, we you beat up on dudes, you po- you get a. There power was two move. of us. We we couldn't figure out how to how to do the game. I will tell you right now. Yeah, you're bowing up it. your super. You're bowing up your super, and then when you hit somebody with your super, you kill them. However, yeah. when you use a higher level of your super, you get more points. So, for example, if I use you with my level one super and I I took you out, I got a point. If I hit you with my level two super, I got two points. And if I yeah. hit you with my level three super, I got three points. And the thing about the level three super is if you time it just right, it has the capability of taking out everybody. So you straight got... Well, the crazy thing about that is you can actually, if you know which characters to use, your level one can take out three people. Yeah, exactly. If you, so. if you know what you're doing. And, and that that's really the... like the it's I, I think it's deeper than Smash Brothers because you have to know which characters to use. Mm. Like different characters are no. easier to access... I, I, I can't get behind. Based on what you're telling me, there, it is nowhere near as deep as Smash Brothers. Because Smash at least in Brothers Smash Brothers, you can you can use different abilities to knock your opponent out. Yeah, you use different ability. Like for he's dude. It, yeah, but no, you're you're charging up supers. You don't necessarily have to use a super in order to take out your opposition in Smash it, Brothers. It, I, if, okay, if, if anything, I think Smash Brothers is cheap because of that. Because you can exploit it. 
I think nah, I think All Stars nah. is well more balanced. I, oh, yeah, I'm gonna I have to agree with Andy. Hell out of Smash Brothers. I I love Smash Brothers. Can be exploited so bad. I, yeah, <laughs> so all you're doing, all doing is build, building up, like trying to do as much damage as possible and doing ring outs. Jesus and I, I, well, can, that's it, the it, whole it thing. Be... You have to ring out your your opponents, and well, no, but you can recover thing, though, from ring Smash... outs really well. Well, no, sometimes not. And then in terms of exploits, especially yeah, when you're at like nine hundred percent. When you're using like L L exploits or R exploits to do like a uh, fucking dash maneuver, like yeah, just the game, the game can basically be worked around in ways that it shouldn't. In where All Stars offers this risk reward system. So, for example, like Smash Brothers, all intents and purposes, it's an incredibly deep way to achieve something, but the way you achieve victory is really one dimensional. Whereas All Stars, I have, for example, a level one super. I am now automatically psyching out. All of my fucking appointment uh, opponents because it's it, all I had to do is land it and I I kill them and get a point. However, they don't know whether or not I'm banking it to level it up or mm-hmm. use it against them. I can whip it out on them anytime. Yeah, that psych out alone <laughs> adds a layer of depth that fucking Smash Brothers can never offer because you're again. I'm just dude, just get get off, get, get away, <laughs> get off. That's Smash Brothers. This year's like yeah. oh 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 maybe uh, maybe this time uh, nah, I got you. See, that, and, and that's, that's all stars. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it plays better on the PS3 or something, but the Vita version? Oh, no. Vita not... version's not very good. No. Yeah, the Vita version was Vita... garbage. That's what I'm trying that's, to say. Yeah, right? it, oh, it, like, that's what we played on. Portable fighting game on that thing does not work. It really doesn't. Yeah. And that's why they probably give it away for free with the PS3 <laughs> version. It's, it's not that great on the Vita, but on PS3, it's, it's really solid. And honestly, like my opinion, you know, like I said, for what it's worth, um, I wasn't, I was pretty cold on Smash on Wii. But I loved Melee on GameCube. Well, I'm and the like, same way. Melee was the fucking shit. Yeah, and, and this is honestly taking me back. Like, I started playing it today, and no joke, instantly transported me back to when I was playing Melee, like, staying up all night unlocking characters and doing all that. If anything, that's the only downside to Stars is you don't really unlock characters, at least as far as I know. Because it seems like most of them are available right out, right out of the gate. Well, but, most people don't... Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, Andrew... I mean, Hi. it's 2012, and if you knew anything about video games, people don't like unlocking. We don't like characters. unlocking characters. Just give us all of them right away. Hey, can I say one thing though before we let you keep on talking about games? Um, <laughs> how's how how's it feel to be know? How's it feel to know that I was right, everybody? Did you feel see good. the DLC announcement for All Stars? The first uh, DLC characters. Right. Yep. Was right yeah, about one of them. About yeah. one of them, but I was right. Ha, ha. I'm I'm mad about no Kevin Butler. I really Not am yet. Oh, mad fuck, about no dude, Kevin Butler. Sony's dropped Kevin Butler in the worst way to that fiasco. That goddamn pointless fiasco. And like Sony did nothing but shoot themselves. And and to be honest, like isn't it kind of awkward that like Emmett Gra- that's his name, right? Emma Graves, the the Starhawk character. Yes. Sorry, okay. my cat. My cat's knocking over my shit. Ah, oh, fucking cats, dude. My cat. Like, <laughs> well, my cat's being quiet, adorable dickhead, but still, like, he's been known to fuck up the show too. Anyway, um, isn't it really awkward that Emmett Graves? I'm just gonna assume that. I'm pretty sure that's his name. He's in there, but Sony let go of like that entire studio. Like, that's really mm. awkward. That awkward moment, huh? It's it, I, 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 I didn't realize they got rid of him. That's yeah, that's they got awkward. rid of him because Starhawk failed. Didn't do very well. Yeah. Starhawk did fit. Mm-hmm. Way to be a dick though. about it, Sarah. Let's be real, Jesus. though. Right? Like, well, like Starhawk no, was nothing the opposite about, of... Yeah, but nothing about Starhawk grabbed me in any sort of way. Well, it, it, it was the opposite of Brutal Legend. Like, it was supposed to be an RTS from the get-go. 
not an RTS, but like a base building, like, you know, multiplayer focused shooter. But the fact they kind of focused not so much on that, but on the campaign only just didn't give it really a good sense of identity. You know, it's like the opposite, like Brutal Legend, like, oh, we have RTS elements, but we're going to hide it, you know, and just talk about the campaign, you know, like, and that's what kind of hurt it. This is the opposite. If they would just mention nothing about the campaign on Starhawk and just release like the multiplayer base building stuff, it would have been better off for it. And that's actually why now if you go on PSN, you can buy just the campaign or you can buy just the multiplayer. Like they've actually separated them out now. Huh. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's very weird. It's fucking ridiculously weird. But yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked about it, especially the fact that I've had like this newfound love for Gravity Rush. So I, I got to pick up my copy of All-Stars. But um, of course, I was grabbing it on the PS3. I mean, it's fucking stupid to grab it on just the Vita because it doesn't work both ways, by the way, the cross by. Um, you got to get the PS3 version. Yeah. To get, to <laughs> no, get the cross yeah. Sony is not that dumb. But then of again, <laughs> dude, just play it on the PS3. OK, download the public beta like right now. Uh, I don't think it's even going on now after the game released. No, there's a demo. Uh, I I haven't, I haven't jumped into it. Maybe I'm, I'm patiently waiting for Under Defeat to show up. So that's pretty much it. It's on, it's on uh, PSN now, actually. Yeah, but I've already bought it on Amazon. The collectors, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, just widen your horizons, widen your horizons, and play something a little different. Also, PSN update the uh, Uncharted card battling game on Vita's live. Oh yes, I'm getting the shit out of that, and fuck you guys. Yep. Card battling game? Yes. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> like, Magic Catherine, like yes. Basically. So there's like what five character cards? Because there's only like five characters. In <laughs> no, there's <laughs> oh, there's plenty number of characters. Three. Well, here's the thing too. I've been playing. It's, it's number not, two. It, okay, so it's either a, a solo game by itself, or it's an expansion to Golden Abyss. And because I've been playing through Golden Abyss, they patch Golden Abyss to where you unlock cards throughout the Wait, entire campaign. Really? Yes. Uh, all, yes, every all the treasure and everything I've been getting, all the special shit that I've been doing gets me cards. Uh, and, again, and, and yeah, all, another big complaint. No Sully. There's no Sully in Golden Abyss. But anyway, I was like, I was harshly reminded of that when I got the Sully card. I'm like, oh, Sully. But um, anyway, yes, and I'm stoked for it. Because like, honestly, everybody's been bitching about it. But like, again, another weird thing to bitch about. But I'm just like, dude, creating card games are awesome. And granted, licensed traded card games, very rarely are they awesome. However, there's always hope. I mean, shit, man. Like, superhero trading card games, like, uh, Versus, and I always forget the, the prior version of Versus. Uh, but anyway, the superhero traded card uh, battling games are awesome. Pokemon was good. Um, other licensed ones that I'm thinking of. Uh, the Penny Arcade one's kind of cool. Anyone remember Animayhem? No. Wow, that's be- that's before you guys' time. I feel old now. <laughs> no, I, I think it's one of those niche ones. Like, dude, Sarah and uh, no, Aaron... it was pretty big, man. It was huge for the time, but it, it didn't last too long. Uh, it, it pretty much ended with Dragon Ball Z. Huh. Like Dragon Ball Z was like its own core big thing. Well, Dragon Ball Z it... actually has its own trading card game too. I used to play the well, Dragon Ball Z uh, yeah, that was... game. This is pre-Dragon Ball Z trading card game. Like by about, I don't know, uh, at least five or six years. Huh. I like so, using that yeah. stupid fucking sword that told you oh, your power d- level. Dude, I used, <laughs> yeah. No, that was a rule. If you did not use the plastic scouter or the sword, you did not sit down and play with this. Because there are some people <laughs> who are just like, oh, just have a notepad. Fuck you. You are defeating the illusion of Dragon Ball Z. We're not playing with you. 
How can and, you say it's over nine thousand if you don't destroy the scouter immediately? You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You cannot do that. So, um, well, hold on. There's another trading card game that went. Oh yeah, no, Aaron and Sarah. They've been playing this weird one called Vice Schwartz. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And that's just like this crazy anime uh, crossover one. They do they play like weird fucking trading card games. Is is it all in Japanese? Or? It's all in Japanese, and what they do is they print out oh. translations and then mm-hmm. put them over the area where the Japanese text would be because all their <laughs> cards are sleeved. No, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, like they're like it. Sunken Treasure Games is, is like what I think was really cool about it when I was spent my weekend over there. Is even though they're like at its heart like an uh, fucking passionate video game store like 25 percent of the customers really go there for the games and like everybody else just goes there to play cards like it's it's like uh one i think the largest playing card community in that town half of them go to sunken treasures man i sold them three thousand of my magic cards jesus man i i i I never held on to my extra cards i just have decks I play. No, I've I've got one deck left. I might have another one stashed somewhere, but I don't know where I I, I misplaced we'll, we'll, it. Yeah. When we bring all our cards, and this time we'll remember to bring our cards, we'll be yeah. happy to have fun with it. Um, yeah. play the Devil May Cry demo, and that's where I'll end off with that. Um, I already came into this kind of salty because I don't like Ninja Theory at at all. Um, because I don't make good games. I'm I'm already preemptively muting my microphone, so oh, you yeah. don't hear me screaming. Yeah, but yeah, because I I watched my wife play through it and I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. So if you got anything bad to say about it, it's just slow, man. That's sluggish. Is it's sluggish and it's rigid. Like I, you gotta admit, there's like no rhythm to it. Yeah, what, but I'm gonna what, I'm gonna what, give what it version the do you play though? PS3 or 360? Because I heard there was some really, I heard there were some issues on PS3's demo. Really? But I'm not I'm saying it. it yeah, I'm not saying it demo. forgives it, but I don't want to be like you know a sympathizer. But I, I don't know. Like for me personally, playing that demo, it reminded me of Bulletstorm. And once it did that, I knew that I was like, okay, um, I think I'm in. I think I'm into this now. Yeah, and when I, do, I, when, I do. I, well, I'll say like when I say it reminds me of Bulletstorm, I feel like the um, the ability to what is it? Like, you have like one for angel, one a de- for demon. Yeah, right? demon grab and angel grab. Angel grab yes. pulls you to the enemies. Demon grab and pulls into you. And like then like you like throw them up, you can combo them like that. That whole mechanic, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You can do that in Devil May Cry too, except like original Devil May Cry. The difference being, it's fluid. In fact, it's much more fluid in Devil May Cry Four, where they perfected it with the necro arm. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. off, you guys! Yeah. <laughs> that game is. Are you telling me that none of you like Devil May Cry Four? No, I don't hate it. <laughs> Couldn't finish it. Couldn't finish it because once I had to go halfway through and start over again. Just I'll, a different I'll, character. I was like, nope, done. I'll, when I had to fight all the bosses all over again. Uh huh. Like, nope, when sorry. Other, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I stopped. All right. You guys all make excellent the, points there. But like, the yeah, it's like, I you might hate Ninja Theory, but I hate Capcom for having terrible, like, like just overall game design. Making... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you this, George. It is definitely better than Devil May Cry 2. Well, yeah, fuck. Devil May Cry 2 isn't. Well, okay. All right. So let me come at you this way. Yes, you all made valid points with that particular structure of the game that really fucked it up. However, I forgave it because the combat was so good. I didn't mind just doing the combat. And the combat I, was not I, bad. Okay. The combat was incredible. Just don't don't undersell it. It was really good. But I well, I don't know. You're you're you play in baby mode. So I don't know. 
But anyway, I'll I, all right, I, I won't be a dickhead. But I'm all um, for that game. It's just until it got to that boss battle part. I, I just, okay. I yes, that is an incredibly valid point. So again, I'm not saying Devil May Cry Four is a good Devil May Cry game, like the best one. Okay, let me say that it's a good one. It's not the best one. The best one is still arguably between one and three, and three kind of perfects. Three is just bullshit hard. Like, mm-hmm. we actually got the harder version for some fucking reason because Capcom yeah. felt that the game was too short and then they re-released the true version as special edition. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, like, the, the, they consider the game really short, so they literally, like, handicapped the player. Like, normal, okay, so normal on the North American original version was, like, really hard on the Japanese version. So they actually, like, completely balanced it in special editions where it's at, which I think is included in the Devil May Cry HD collection. So the special edition version, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Devil Cry Four is pretty good, but DMC man, it's just it's so rigid. It's so rigid. Like, like, okay, there's like a seamless fluidity, especially when you're pixel hunting for like sword combos, which you can do the exact same thing uh, in DMC, except instead of watching for Dante's stance, just watch for a shimming glimmer on fucking Dante's sword in DMC. It, I don't know, man. The combat. They, they, I will say this, the, like the, the chain mechanics and like switching over between the scythe and whatnot and, and fucking Alistair, that was cool. Just make the combat feel more fluid. Like it, it's so dialy. It's dialy like a Tekken game, man. Like take how fluid Virtual Fighter can be and then take how dialy and rigid Tekken can be. And that's the difference. But that didn't necessarily make it bad. I will say like the delivery of the character and yes. like the story and everything, that mm. was a lot better than I thought yeah. it would be. And and honestly, I still yeah. don't necessarily like Dante, but I love how they portray Virgil. Like yes. like wholeheartedly. And like I like how it's almost like a kind of like a like a UK I don't know, like it's hard to really describe like like the inspiration for it, but I like this whole like revolution, like this uprising. Like I don't know, I I think that's really cool. Like yeah, I like how if they're gonna go all the way with like a rebranding or a retelling just do it full tilt, you know, like just starting fresh. And they did. And, and, like, and like I said, when it comes to Ninja Theory, and we've had this conversation many a times, I've never been a huge fan of their combat either, but I would play it to sac, like I'd have that sacrifice made for the storytelling elements and the characters. And I think that's what they're going to do well in this one. So even if the combat's not as fluid as the original titles, um, I'm still going to play it. Cause I think it's a cool portrayal uh, of well, that series. The combat still looked better than any of their games previously. That, I mean, oh, uh, yeah, agreed, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, so that's obviously a great improvement. I mean, they're making progress. They can, yeah. I mean, it, 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 at the, in the least, I, I have almost, I'm almost certain in the least it's going to be at least a playable, decent character action game. They may not mm-hmm. bring the Devil May Cry series back from the, back from the fold or anything. But it's at least going to be a decent playthrough, something that I'm, I'll probably enjoy playing through. If, if nothing, just for Dante's character, because Dante's character is always enjoyable to play as. Yeah, I will so. say, like, you know, they kind of they always make this like portrayal of Dante being this overconfident, smirky prick, and like that's always worked to his charm. And this one, though, he's you know he's still confident and he's still very cocky, but he's also incredibly unsure of some of the elements coming around him because he's very juvenile to this whole exposition of, of, of these demonic elements and like he's learning as he's going and that kind of character evolution yeah I'm going for it. and like again like the way that like I will say this Ninja Theory has a way of portraying certain characters but you know their stories aren't as fucking magical as most people come out to they're really not and all their mechanics are broken 
on uh, this one, they were not broken. They were just uh, unpolished. So I will say this. I didn't hate it. At first, I hated it. I was just like, all right, fuck it. I knew it. And then I played through it. I'm like, uh, all right. And then I, and I had to recant. I was just like, okay, I got to the end. It's all right. Um, but it, it's just not, I want that fluidity. And like, you know what I mean by fluidity? When you get to switch between the guns to Alistair and then being able to pixel hunt stances and like keeping that mayhem where is in it's dialed. Like it, 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 I really feel like if I follow a set command of inputs, I'll do what I can. And that, and it takes me out of like the engagement that like previous titles have where I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, I, I don't know. Like the only thing that did feel like incredibly engaging that, that, that brought that excitement was exactly what you were talking about, Andrew, the uh, chain mechanic. So mm-hmm. I, I hope they flesh that out more because I think that's the best thing they have going for them. Um, yeah, but again, I'm these confident. are all demo impressions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm, you know, I'll, I will see what to expect exactly when I review it. I will say this, though. Metal Gear Revengeance is still going to be like one of the most insane character action games just from what I played, just from I and I and I'm glad to hear that like that sentiment's kind of been realized with other people playing the demo on the Zone of the Enders collection. But uh, I don't know. Bayonetta 2 is like a very strong contender. So, I mean, I, which I, they haven't really shown anything on that, though, really, have they? Uh, more stuff is coming out within the next couple of weeks, according to Kamiya. A uh, playable demo, I believe, uh, well, not a playable demo, but like a playable video, like gameplay video will be out next week. I follow that fucker on Twitter between him and, oh my God, that dude is so self-absorbed. But <laughs> like, like I, I, dude, his, his Twitter is literally retweets of other people tweeting at him and him just like being so unbelievably terse and curt. For the sake of it, like at their expense, or just him being this asshole, like I'll sort of be like, "Is this coming out?" No. Why would you ask that? Or mm-hmm. just or like, "What do you? How do you feel about this?" And then he won't even respond to with a new answer. He'll just link to an old tweet that already addressed the same question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not a very good person, yeah. but he no, makes it sound like this. Hmm. So yeah, works out. But anyway, but here's the thing: I've never seen somebody, like, dude, at at reply him. He guaranteed he will reply to you. And then he'll use it as a tweet. <laughs> so that, that's just that's just his deal. But I, I'm curious to see what Bayonetta 2 brings. Honestly, am. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, all right, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Uh, you and Sarah can fucking duel it out. Um, I mean, I, I was going to jump in real quick. I've kind of already intervened in most of everyone else's conversations with what games I played, so I don't really have to talk too much about anything else. Um uh, all stars. I mean, I got a review coming soon, but that's I'm liking it so far. I don't want to spoil it too much, but I'm really like kind of mentioned already. I'm really liking it so far. So, and honestly, everything else I've played has just been little doses here and there of like Persona on Vita. Uh, I started nine 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 on DS because I everyone's telling me I have to play it because I wanted to play Virtue's Last Reward and I can't play it unless I play nine nine nine. Apparently, yeah, I'm so, the same thing. Buddy of mine, <laughs> let me borrow his DS for the moment and. Let me borrow the game so I can play through it. So now I have to basically marathon that tomorrow. So that's my that, that's my goal for tomorrow is just to play through and get as many endings as I can. But, Way to go. Way to game it, buddy. Hey, man, I got to. This time uh, this yeah. time of year, I got to take the one day I have off and just be like, all right, marathon. Fuck just it. do what I got to do. I'm totally ahead of you. I, dude, mm-hmm. like, I am... I know it's really, like, that stupid, shitty, pretentious thing to do to bitch about reviewing video games, but I... I just kind of want to get to this other stuff that I didn't get the chance to play mm-hmm. and like 
for example, I'm kind of jealous that Andrew really got to review Walking Dead. So yeah, like I, dude, it's 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 probably the best best choice. Uh, you know, it's probably the best thing I've done all year in terms of games. Like I'm, I'm very very happy I got a chance to play it though. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different stuff that I, I would like to get out of the way. I will say this though, um, I, and you know, granted, you can take my opinion with a grain of salt in regards to the feelings that uh, I had towards the Wii. But even then, realistically, we've all gotten together and known each other in and out. And I could say I can wholeheartedly, even for you guys, recommend the Wii U. Right now, there may not be a whole lot for any of you guys. I can see games that I would enjoy. Uh, I know Andrew's definitely going to get it just for Bayonetta 2. But mm-hmm. as far as the way the like everything's handled, I'm enjoying it. Like, I just, I'm afraid that, you know, that, like, there's already, like, that whole waggle mentality in in terms of, like, the way the gamepad's incorporated has already been done in launch titles to where, like, there, there's little to nothing done with the gamepad screen. I mean, even then, like, there's certain subtle things, like, placing input commands for combat on a gamepad screen may seem really shallow in a Ninja Gaiden game. But if you bring back like that traditional combat scheme and you provide something there and it, like a little thing like that changes the game. So that, you know, that 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 was actually really nifty. But other than that, I don't feel like a lot of games are going to benefit from fucking lucky streaks of something so shallowly like done. So I don't know. I, I'm so far. I'm a supporter of the Wii U. I'm yeah. totally enjoying it. I will say this, though. I don't know exactly if I can call it next gen. I'd like to say that I call it alternative gen. Mm, which which Nintendo I think has always been kind of in that since the Wii. Maybe even the GameCube. Like they were never really a direct competitor to in terms of like what you would call a next gen console, like when it released, but it did give a different experience. And th- there's a place for that still. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm totally in the, the boat. GameCube, the GameCube went toe to toe. But yeah, it, it really was. The t- GameCube was trying to really focus on the PS2, and it, it did trounce mm-hmm. it specs-wise specs for the PS2. It just fucking did, did nothing in terms of matching library or support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but yeah, but then the Wii, I think Nintendo kind of, because like, like Nintendo like fucking went, like shit just fell around them with the GameCube. So and then they said, like, screw it, we're going to do our own thing. We're just going to rewrite the, the, like, the whole like, book on this. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much been their mentality towards it. I, yeah. You know, I will say this: get out the tape. Like it, the Wii used like clear intention. Honestly, is they they kind of want to provide both now. They want to they want to fucking have have you play hardcore. And like we've all talked about this, but I don't think it clearly identifies with one over the other, and it tries to really cater to both as much as it can in a, in a very equal. In a, in a very strange cryptic equilibrium and it, it doesn't pan out for them in some aspects and you know and some it does like I said I wrote a, I wrote a piece about like my thoughts about it after owning the thing for fucking two weeks and it's on the site you guys can check that out but again all in all I am a supporter um, I just feel like it's got a lot of ground to gain and like I'm I'm loving the Vita I fucking the Vita has become like one of my favorite handhelds ever and that thing's fucking trouble <laughs> Yeah. So I don't even know if we'll see much more of it next week. So if that's uh, a sign, we it's it's going to see a price cut before it goes anywhere else. So I don't know. I doubt it. Honestly, it's why no, they're bundling no, no, it. No, with... will. will. The whole reason why they're bundling it with games right now—it's the only way they can sell it. If they do a price drop, they they lose money. <laughs> they lose yeah, more but... money. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll, we'll, but, we'll see about uh, that though. Uh, they, I the reason why no one finds the damn thing is because there's no games on it. No, they're not putting besides for besides Persona, besides Persona for the Golden. I mean, it, there's really the, nothing exciting has come out of, since when? What was the last exciting thing that came out for the Vita before Golden? Uncharted card off. game. <laughs> <laughs> After, <laughs> I know I'm just being. An yeah, asshole. no, but like, he's on. He's right though. If you look at the release list for Vita right now, after these games have already come out, there's not much coming out. Hotshots. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Nobody bought the Vita to fucking play Hotshots again. Well, they should buy a Vita to play Hotshots. They, 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 re- awesome. they really should. <laughs> they really should. They should. It's it's my it's my game. And, and sadly, games like Assassin's Creed and Declassified are not helping its cause at all. Well, Those here's were supposed to be the games that were supposed to save that system, and they didn't do sure. that. They hurt it. Well, here's the thing. I don't know. I, I might. I, I okay. To be honest, I have not popped in Liberations. I've only seen it played, and yeah, there's a lot of hiccups. But um, Sean Andrich from Gamers with Jobs brought up a really good point, and he said he's really enjoying it. But this is how he's enjoying it. He's applying the same attitude he did with the original Assassin's Creed. He's playing it in short bursts. If you sit down and play that game within a session, yeah. But if you just hit the PlayStation button and pop in and out of it. He, he's slowly getting further and further, and he ha- he said he hasn't really had much excitement with a handheld game like that for a while. And Sean Andrich, he has some weird opinions, but they've generally been solid ones. So I don't know. I, he that comment alone is basically had me consider popping mine in, but I'm I'm still entranced in like review games and fucking Gravity Rush, so which I still need to beat, but I'm getting closer to beating. And then so far, uh, I wish the narrative got a little bit better, but the gameplay is still really fun. But anyway, Andrew, all stars. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, a review's coming, so I don't want to really delve into it too much. But like I said, it, it reminds me exactly how I felt when I first played Melee. And I remember the very first time I played Smash Brothers Melee, uh, went to a party and I was like eighteen, everyone's drinking, having a good time. I I was kind of like not really a part of that scene as of yet. So what I did instead was did the loner thing and just went into the other room where they had their GameCube hooked up. And proceeded to play until like four in the morning, unlocking characters on Melee. And All Stars has that. Like, if you want Sony fan service, like you're gonna get it in spades. Like, it has so much fan service for Sony fans, uh, fans of the individual characters that are in the game. Um, and there's so many unlockables, and there's not really unlockable characters, at least as far as I know. But you'll unlock um, alternate costumes for your characters. You'll unlock. Um, like when you're playing multiplayer, you have like icons and backgrounds, you know, I'm a sucker for that shit. Like anytime you like put something like that in front of me, like, Hey, unlock all this stuff. You can show people and see like, that's like, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. And, um, every week there's, there's like weekly objectives you'll want to try to accomplish just like how Halo does it, you know, stuff like that, like weekly challenges. There's, um, a season of multiplayer so you can rank up in the leaderboards, you know, rank amongst your friends and they have a whole month, like the whole month, like their season of multiplayer and you know like like we were saying before like i feel like it's a little bit more since it does have people from the fighting game community making it it does feel like balance is a very big part of the game like even though it doesn't necessarily take the formula of smash brothers it does something a little different but i feel like each character has their own strengths and weaknesses and i think they play off each other very well except fly is worthless mm, i haven't played sly yet so far i've only beaten arcade with uh Raiden and um, Radok, Colonel Radok from uh, Killzone, and like that's interesting because like the the guy from Killzone he's very ranged because he has a lot of like you know high powered weaponry, 
Whereas Raiden, he's in right close because he's only melee. He's only got a sword. And it's cool to see like the di- like the differences that play out because of that, you know. But it's 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 really interesting how how I, at least as far as I think how balanced it feels, and online's pretty spot on. There's no lag, no real issues with that. Um, like I said, I'll go in more detail, you know, when the review hits. But I'm really really enjoying it so far. It's it's so far I think it's probably my favorite fighting game. And I've played a few this year. Nothing crazy, but it's right up there in my opinion. What else have you been playing, buddy? Like I said, I kind of talked about when we were already talking about games. I kind of hit on the same stuff you guys were playing. Um, nine nine nine. Like I said, I'll be playing a bunch of that, and I'll be the majority of it. So, yeah, All that's right. it for now. Yep. Let's switch over to Sarah. You the last Sarah. corner, buddy. Yay, yeah. Sarah. I can't uh, speak uh, about playing too much because there's really only one game that I've been playing these days, and. Uh, I'm sure it'll please you that it's an RPG, George, because I know you hate it that I play so many shooters. I don't hate but... it that you play so many <laughs> shooters. I just, I, I feel like you need to broaden your horizons. Like, well, I bought Bullet Witch recently for three bucks. Oh, but not that direction. <laughs> <laughs> You're regressing. <laughs> well, I don't know. Apparently, I'm fucking stupid for grabbing Never Dead, but hey, like. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll like that game, to be honest, but I couldn't argue with it. But the one game that I'll always offend that nobody liked, that it really bugs me that nobody liked, um, is Dark Void. And that game's good. Oh, there you go. So Yeah. $3. Well, wait, wait, wait. James, do you like Dark Void? I've never played Dark Void. Ah, you should, that's you the one, like that's one with the Jetpack guy, right? Yeah, it's, it's Crimson Skies meets Gears of War. That's all it is, but it's really cool. Never played Crimson's guys. Oh, fucking good on you. I got an extra copy. I'll send it to you because I... Oh, speaking of which, um, I found that GBA charger for you. I have a bunch of shit to send to everyone. So, like, I have uh Andrew's foam packed away. I got Sarah's Jaguar. I got shit that I need to send out to everybody. So, anyway. Anyway. um, I am thinking of picking up Bayonetta tomorrow, too. What the fuck? Did you play it? No. Have you ever? Ah, it's so good. What? Well, I know. And the thing is, is that I came up with an interesting concept for a show that I want to do. It's going to be like, in this episode of Casually Hardcore, we're taking a look at hot girls with big guns, hot girls with long swords, and hot girls with big butts. What? Why? Sorry. Why would <laughs> well, you do that? You've got. Well, bullet bullet storm, right? Okay. And then you got uh, One Chambra, right? And then Bayonetta. Well, I have to admit that's definitely interesting. I don't know. I just I I get like because I know the inside context to it. I'm just like yeah, I, I'm kind of like stomaching the like the hate that might come your way. Yeah, I think the big yeah, butts maybe. thing mostly. <laughs> yeah, hairy yeah, yeah. girls think, with big butts, maybe. Yeah, I would. I would try. You, you're not out. really supposed to tell a girl she has a big butt, though. I don't think. I think that's kind of like. Yeah, but it was a central design choice. To make the girls' butts big. No, no, just the one. Which one? Bayonetta. Her, her butt never gets big. big. Her butt's. Well, no, it's it's awesome. <laughs> I'm we're, not saying it's a bad. We're, thing. We're, we're charting some territory that I'm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the one female listen to the show just turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Well, anyway, um, yeah, no, you, it's a really like I will admit that it's incredibly sexualized, but I never thought that it was sexualized to the extent of offensive 
the, I don't know. I never thought it was. Bayonetta. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's skirted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's skirted is, is yeah. one way of saying it. Yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, dude, it's one of the most solid fucking action games you can play this generation. It still holds up. Like, It'd only be fair, though, if you played Devil May Cry and just did like pan shots on his junk. Yes. Like, like he's going into some crazy combo, then like boom, package. Well, just I don't know. He's he's pretty boy Euro trash, so I'm pretty sure like Ninja Theory will find find a way. I mean, oh, place, they, yeah. they they've already sexualized him just like the way they portrayed him with like the tank top and the trench coat and the moodiness. But uh, yeah, he it's just the door butt ass <laughs> naked. My wife swooned. Yes, this is <sighs> true. She she <laughs> Did she really go swoon? No, that, she, that, it, that started, lover. it started and she went, ooh. Yeah, there you go. Um, Tell her we're no longer friends. You can go read a book, Andrew. Swoon. How about that? <laughs> Swooning. Um, but no, Sarah's going to play Bayonetta 2. I'm excited for that. You better fucking keep me in the loop with that because I really want to know how you feel about that. But um, yes, I'm excited. I, keep, I, I, I don't know how else to put it. You already picked this up, right? What? Bayonetta? No. No, we'll just, we need to go do it. Then, yeah, then play it. Then play it. Yeah. No, but, oh, well, yeah. no, no, I mean, it doesn't go on your shelf and you're just like, oh, that was fun. No, I like, played, <laughs> I played Vanquish when, uh, when I picked it up. Yeah, Vanquish is really good too. It is good. Very good. Yes. Anyways, I've been playing nothing but Persona 4. Yes. Which, and... uh, I'm about, uh, how many hours? I guess about 43 hours. And level 57 right now. Okay. And I'm just enjoying the shit out of it. Here's like I problem. thought it would. Here's a problem that I've been like hearing from people telling me about. And like, granted, I'm new to Persona 4. And you guys have just told me to just like go to Golden. What about for people like, for example, you beating the shit out of 4. Yep. Like, have you, can you justifiably say like that Golden like is worth a, a second trip? Like they add enough content and stuff. To- oh yeah, more than enough. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of things that I'm that it just sort of comes out of the blue and you don't expect it, right? Because you're going with the flow of the game, and then all of a sudden something new, like uh, like a new weather uh, pattern, will come into uh, come into play. There's thunderstorms now, which weren't in the first game, huh? Right, and then there's um, you know there's at least four events that uh, that sprung up that are like multi day events that weren't in the first game. There we go. So really are getting like an enhanced edition. You're not just going to Yeah, port. exactly. And like there's there's a whole new area of the map that opens up. You can travel further further distances uh when you when you finish a certain event that's been added to the game. Uh there's a new uh, new uh two new arcana that have opened up. Um which would be the Aeon and the Jester. Um what else? Uh, I heard they improved like the social dating aspects, and I know that sounds like yep. a pervy question to ask, but I I don't know I I don't know if you guys already knew this about me. I fucking love Katawa Shoujo. Like I was thinking about actually starting a new game in January to finally go for a new girl, and like I cannot stress <laughs> enough how much I love Katawa Shoujo. I don't know so, when I played it, I kind of Pokemoned it. Oh, you fucking bastard! <laughs> you are a terrible bastard. <laughs> I don't even know how I can associate that sentence in my brain right now. <laughs> I really can't. 
Uh, anyway, fucking okay. So I, no, no offense. I think Sayers over too for the whole like female objectifying yeah, thing. Just yeah, saying. Really. <laughs> oh man. Um. Anyway, so the social sim aspect is better, right? Yeah, it's a lot smoother. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so, I'm. But made... yeah, I'm working on the review right now, and uh, it should be up like tomorrow, the day after, or whatever. But uh, it better explains my thoughts on the whole the whole thing. But needless to say, this is definitely holding up the the whole purchase of a Vita thing. If there's one game that you want to buy for your Vita, it's this one. And I know it's a PS2 game, and I know it's a it's a port and everything, but it's a damn good port. Everything is fully uh, fully upgraded to HD. There's a lot of detail in this game that you're like, huh, that tatami mat looks really, really crisp. It's a damn and... good port of one, of one of the best PS2 games ever made, one of the best RPGs ever made. You say, yeah, like I called it the game of the decade for a reason. I I will say this though, uh, with the Vita, like my ba- my biggest concern, and I notice it no mo- more noticeably in Mortal Kombat, uh, and Declassified, especially when like I had my small go at it. Uh, James made it a g- giant point, uh, in his Assassin's Creed Liberation review, I believe, and even speaking about it is like there there are so many frame rate issues with a lot of the games recently that that, that take advantage of like the enhancement, and you know what's funny is like. Uncharted, I have not run into a single frame rate issue. It, like I said, it really plays like a smooth conversion to what I am justifiably playing as an Uncharted game on the go. However, uh, Mortal Kombat, as good as it was on the Vita, is definitely a slight bit choppier and sluggish in comparison to its console cousin. So I can only imagine, like, you know, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to down on the Vita when we were just praising it, but that's, that's my big i don't know that's a big concern like there's there's so much that like the like uh, dragon's crown for example a game that visually will will probably be a very hard game to run on the vita just from what it does and the speed in which it runs at and like there was slowdown on like muramasa and odin sphere even though those games were you know fucking taking advantage of the hardware and in the nature that they were done so i i can only imagine like what kind of fucking fresh hell that unleashes like when the Vita starts picking up more steam with those releases, yeah. and then of course, Miramasa is supposed to come out on the Vita too. I heard. Yeah, Mer- I think they're doing like a Vanillaware collection. Like, uh, oh god, can't wait. <laughs> if and they are, that, I'll pick that up. Yeah, yeah, and then DOA is coming to Vita now too. I'm gonna be not I, so that, excited about that. I no, it's hard to do fighting games on that thing. I'll be honest, I don't see how they can pull it off with the exception of Mortal Kombat. I I'm picking it up just for sheer curiousness because again if if a frame rate's an issue in any game it's Dead or Alive because Dead or Alive has such a unique counter system to where it literally depends on you per- making precision decisions on on countering so a frame and, rate issue and yeah Dead or Alive on 3DS looks pretty good and it has a very solid 60 frames per second rate. I have yet to check out Dead or Alive on the 3DS. I completely forgot about it. That's weird. That's Dead or Alive 4, right? I don't know. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of them. them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'll have to check that out. All right. So it's... uh, No. It's... uh, Obviously, there's no frame rate issues in this particular version of the game. But, like, all of the models and everything have been upgraded. So, like, your characters have individual fingers that are articulated and stuff when he's, you know, sort of explaining junk. You know, all the movement is nice, and all the extra attacks are really cool. Uh, yeah, um, you, you need to have this game if you've got to be a pretty much the main point. I'm uh, trying to make. 
I'll I'll have to definitely take you up on that because I I would like to enjoy like because honestly between switching though I enjoy it like switching between Gravity Rush and Super Crate Box mostly on my uh, Vita is nice but I could it's it's kind of sad that I can see myself still doing it for a couple more months without looking forward to anything else. So that that's definitely a testament to the uh, state that that fucking console is in. I is that it for what's in your console? That's all I've got. Yay! All right. And uh, now we've got some select feedback. So let me go ahead and start off before we go into uh, basically the, the responses that we've gotten for this week's segment. Uh, so if we haven't already alluded to it too much before, um, we are doing a award show. I mean, we've talked about it before, but it's called the Golden Zonkeys. Uh I still love like the name of our award show. Um, we got we got a bunch of categories. Um, when we open that all up, I'm gonna do a post about it. There is a particular category that depends on you guys. Uh, it's called the reader listener category, game of the year. Just all you guys got to do, just send some nominations in, uh, and really, we're just gonna pick the one that's been nominated the most. So the one that we get the most is, is basically what you guys considered game of the year. So uh, we're definitely going to get that underway. But you guys, uh, even listen to this podcast, just send your send your fucking send your entries early and we will mention it. And if you even want to bring up a compelling argument, depending on how cool it is when we read it, we'll even say it on the air. So just go ahead and do that right now. And I'll make a post later to get more involved with that. And yeah, no, we've got a lot of categories that we're, we're working on and we're filtering out to where we do our the inaugural game show sometime within this month, and that'll be the definite last episode of the year before we go ahead and move on to 2013. So we'll give you guys more intel on that uh, as we get it. <laughs> so we're, we're going to end on 69. Hell yeah. Yup. Only, only way yeah. to do it. So, um... Oh, wow, fuck, we are doing that. <laughs> uh, Unintentional, but okay. Of course we would, though. Why Why? Why would I even expect otherwise? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there is that. And uh, other than that, I mean, we've definitely got some more streams coming along. Um, I, I really don't have a whole lot to say other than the fact that I'm busy doing more stuff with the site that you guys should check out, but... Let's go ahead and get on to the email. So, first email comes from fucking Matthew Kane. Matthew Kane writes, Hello, PPR team. I was listening to episode 67, and Georgie was in wonder and befuddlement over the possibility of Disney putting together a console. Personally, I couldn't think of a worse business move for Disney. Sure, they have more money than God, but that doesn't mean it'll work. Disney has floundered in the video game world for years. Think about it. The last great Disney uh, game that was associated... Oh, fuck. Typos. Anyway. Think about it. The last great game Disney was associated with was Aladdin for the Genesis slash SNES. That, I fucking completely disagree with you, right? In that sense alone. Um, now, unless Disney is going to re-release all their retro games a la DuckTales and Darkwing Duck, I have no interest in it. I'll give all the credit I need to to Kingdom Hearts for being original at the time, but now it's become its own separate special following, kind of like with the Madden, Pokemon, or Bro Shooters crowd. Even if Disney was going for a console, it couldn't stand alone uh, alone with Star Wars and Marvel alone, uh, simply because they can't build a competent game. 
Sure, they have the right ideas, but they fall so short when it comes to execution. I was very interested in Epic Mickey, but was so disappointed that it was never ported to 360 or PS3. Keep up the great work, guys, but I have to wonder why Mario is Missing is not getting enough praise. Mild sarcasm intended. I don't well, know. Well, I don't Mario know. Me missing. Meanwhile, you got stuff like um, uh, Split Second, which sort of redeems Disney in a lot of ways. I felt that that was an exceptionally competent game. Split Second. Why am I... Um... That's the racing game for PS3 360. Oh! Yeah, it was, it was Disney published. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. um, was but... it the same team that did Pure? Same team that did Pure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, also, other Disney than... published. Well, other than Kingdom Hearts, the main draw, honestly, behind Disney is the license. Not so much, like... Honestly, the development studio internally would be, like, Buena Vista. So, I mean, Buena Vista has only, like, Square Enix took care of... No, no, I take that back, because Buena Vista used to be Disney Interactive. Uh, Disney's kind of had, like, a stronger presence back in the yesteryear of video games, so... Well, wasn't that wasn't that Toy Story game? I thought that Toy Story game was actually not too bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was, just, like, this open sandbox game, and it was pretty well done. Um... But I'm trying to think of, like, the only thing that, like, was kind of like a triple-A title that was in was that Tron game. The Tron game mm -hmm. wasn't, yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, but even then, it's not a matter, like, again, you, you, you made your point uh, within your letter. Just because they don't have very strong third-party, or I'm sorry, first-party support with internal development, that, that, that doesn't mean, like... I don't. I can't imagine how many studios wouldn't be stoked to hop on board and fucking develop for a Disney console. Just the notoriety of that alone. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't see it being as bad as a business move as you're you're putting out there, Matthew Kane. Because again, I mean, you're kind of looking at it from a narrow scope. You look at it from a wider scope. Uh, it could possibly pay off to be a lot more successful than than I don't know. Pessimize, but. I don't know. I, I'm I'm totally cool with the role that Disney plays in video games now, and with the fact that they now own LucasArts and they're not really dissolving it, that's a good sign. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes from there. Um, I was just joking around with the possibility. I wholeheartedly, I don't know. I don't really know what I'd expect of it either way. I'd definitely be shocked and surprised if it did happen, but I don't know if I'd fucking look at it with resentment. I, I think it'd be, I don't know, it'd be an okay move. Um. All right. So next email. They could make a handheld called the Dismondo. Oh, see, <laughs> you had to go there. I was just like waiting for him. Like, why? I I was waiting really. I don't know. Well, at the same time, I I kind of just shared my opinions. Anybody else? It, 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 it took that long for me to come up with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well. Um. Okay. So no one really. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a weird question. I. It was just really a joke. I don't. You're right. I don't expect Disney to do it, but I I don't doubt Disney's success in it. That's the weird thing. I think they could if they really put the effort into it. That's just the issue. Realistically, I don't see them putting effort into it. I see them. I, I don't feel like they really they really didn't with their games either. That's probably why it wouldn't succeed. Yes, true that. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, next email comes from. And Jesus Christ, like, just the irony alone after the shit that Sarah said. Um, Brian writes, So, I wonder if you guys have been privy to the movement that's been going on Twitter this last week in regards to number one reason why. 
and if you guys have chimed in on it, or what do you guys, how do you feel about it in general? It was just sort of this internet sensation that happened within 24 hours, and of course, people to get noticed and get attention hopped on the bandwagon. But a lot of great and vital points were made, and I just want to know what you guys' feelings are towards the movement, and how do you guys, if you guys feel it did anything, if it benefited or changed anything. Thanks, keep up the great work. No uh, idea what this is. No I idea. You guys I actually really? just heard about it because of uh, a podcast I listened to today, so I kind of get what it is. Okay, well, what so is number it? one reason why was a hashtag that was started by a woman in game development who was basically talking about the hardships of uh, basically her being a woman in the video game industry. Mm-hmm. This, like, ballooned into, like, this huge, like, one of the most trending topics and hashtags for Twitter where, you know, all, all genders alike, male and female... Um, we're basically piping in, like, number one reason why, like, the video game industry is one of the most archaic and basically, like, one of the most misogynistic industries to really work in. And there are some things that were kind of taken out of context. Like, I don't, I don't know. I I really, like, it it, it does kind of speak ill of the industry when you kind of, when you kind of can't, can't land upon whether or not the industry is misogynistic like i don't i, I feel like that that's kind of a dramatic statement and yet slightly accurate i don't know that's just the thing the fact that i can't make that distinction and rule that out is a problem all in itself so i and you know it's kind of surprised that you get well andrew i'm not so surprised because he's just like he's fucking weird on twitter he's like gone i've had a phone all week <laughs> all right all right, all right. Don't that on back. me damn it <laughs> Shit. But, um... <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, that train's pissed about it, too. Now, what, what's the hashtag again? Hashtag is number one reason why. The number one, like, actually... The one reason why I didn't do it, because I didn't have a phone. Okay. <laughs> God damn it, but... I know, I, I kind of piped in, but... Also piped in perspective that, like, most didn't expect, but surprisingly, others kind of contributed... I also piped in, like, the number one reason why it kind of works in all angles is where, well, like, I, I agree. Like, there's a lot of elements, like, to where our industry shouldn't be so fucked and why the female role really needs to be evaluated in the way it's perceived. But this arbitrary title of gamer girl shit's got to fucking go. I've said it yes, before, it and I said it again. And granted, like, in all harmless, innocent fun... Sure, it's nice. Oh, cool. You're a gamer girl on OkCupid. You must be popular. But, like, it's... Dude, it's, it's gotta go. Like, I... it The fact that it's used for attention... And, like, I don't know. There's certain contention to where I may be a hypocrite. I, I'm really trying to fight it. So, for example, arguably the most successful gamer girl, in my opinion, and we're not talking about fucking Morgan Webb or... Jessica Chobot, honestly, because, again, the contention with them is, is really apparent. I'm talking about Rachel Moore. And Rachel Moore balances... Let's Like, she has... Like, there are times where her opinion, there's a lot of integrity behind it. And then she, like, overly sexualizes her approach, and she intentionally does so because she knows it gets the attention. She's very confident, and she's very much for, like the the portrayal of women in the like I don't know she it's weird because she like she'll argue a point but then she's totally fine cosplaying in the sexiest skimpiest outfits that appeal to gaming culture and she's completely fine it she's in support of that I 
I don't know. I honestly, I will, okay, for the greater good, I would say I don't mind it, and sometimes I'm a guy, fuck it. Like, any other guy that would reasonably, even though I'm all for respecting women, I really am, and I will, like, honestly say that I, I do, I, all for the movement of number one reason why, I'm a fucking dude. Like, if you, if you put, like, any skimpy woman in front of me, especially something that appeals to an interest that's strong with me, of course I'm gonna get some fucking jolly out of it, but that doesn't make me a misogynistic prick. Like, ah, like, it's, it's a really, it's a terrible seesaw. It and doesn't, no, your comments do. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you're, well, you're welcome. Um, I don't know. It, it goes back to the thing I said at the very beginning of the episode. If you can only show that there's one thing that defines you as a person, you need to get something else going on with your life. Like, if the only way you can define yourself is, I'm a gamer girl, then, like, just get more hobbies. Or, or get something else that defines you. You shouldn't be defined by one thing. You should have multiple things that define you as a person. And, you know, I don't know. I'll Screw it. I, I'm, I'm fine with gamer girls, but I'm going to start doing it, too. I'm going to take <laughs> pictures of myself holding a controller, a controller. saying, I'm a gamer boy, B-O-I. I'm going to turn my hat around backwards, and I'm going to look a little sexy, a little dangerous with my controller don't and my headset. Don't the calendar. You have to, uh, you have to lick your Vita. Damn it. I'm, I'm just going to dry hump my Vita. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. See how many hits I get on that. Oh, no, don't do it. Um, But even then, like, other than that, that that's just that my... touchpad, right? Mm. Yeah, I'm going to get dirty. The point I was a... trying to make, though, like, yes, I don't know, it's sorry. a careful balance. Like, for example, Leia Alexander, I I love her influence and opinion in the industry as much as the next person, and I, I love a lot of things that are insightful to say, but there are certain points that I don't agree that I be... Uh, I don't, like, I feel like I'm so misogynistic to say, like, or, or pig-headed to say... There, there is a um, word... That, I, that is escaping my tongue, and I'm glad it's not really mm. my vocabulary. But uh, a man who's like brutish towards women, it's it's mm. uh, not bigot or, or anything. It's um, uh, misogynistic is like very Bluto. A uh, Bluto, okay. I don't want to be Bluto. Uh, okay. Um, no, the, the word will come to me later. Um, but the point but, is like, I don't know. Can, can we just be all in agreement that? I mean, with the whole gamer girl thing, like it, like we we can see right through that. Like anyone that really does get into that part of of gaming, or they're in the industry, or they they are a fan of it, and they're a fan of multiple things about that, you know, that that hobby or that that thing. It's same with us. Like James, you can attest to this. I have a whole bunch of World of Warcraft shit, don't I? Yes, you do. Do I play a lot of World of Warcraft? You don't play it one fucking bit. There you go. So, like, if someone saw me like that, they would say, okay, well, I see right through you. You don't really play a lot of World of Warcraft. You have all this shit. Like, you don't, like, you're not an authority on that specific thing. And I know you're not because, you know, it's all for show. So, if you see a girl, she's like, hey, I'm a gamer girl. My favorite game is Mario. Like, oh, okay. Like, maybe your favorite game is Mario. Like, I I'm not going to hate on Mario. But it's like, you know, you can see right through it. So, yes, there are girls that play games. And, you know, it's their hobby and they enjoy it. The ones that do it for attention, you can see right through them. And that's why I don't think there's really... I don't think it has to go because it kind of ruins it for everybody. But as long as you're educated and you're smart and you know what the difference is, then I don't think there's really a problem. Yeah, I don't know. Just When you put so much emphasis on the, the title... And again, that's just, like, one of the complaints that I had. I think another one, and again, 
has been brought up is like the portrayal of women in video games. A lot of it has to go. I'm totally on board with you. Yeah, but it is. Getting, it's getting better, but it is getting better. Yeah, but then, and like, it's so funny. Like Tecmo, around the same day that this was all going on, Tecmo just released like Bondage Gear DLC. Sure. Oh, for... that's what that was all about. Okay. Yeah, and and like, and here's the thing: like, using Dead or Alive as an example, I I had to put my foot down though. I was just like, all right, Dead or Alive from the get go has always been an overly sexualized game. That's been a part of their motif. And granted, at the same time, yeah, it's always been more or less favored towards the gender of the female variety. And yeah, it, it, there are times where it is a bit shameless. But that's that is that is a demographic that is a freedom that that I feel should stay there and cater to. And like the dudes aren't exactly like I, everything is centralized in that game, male or female. I will just say the female is fucking proportionately more centralized. The point I'm trying to say is. If you want your glorification of violence, controversy, and the freedom to be creative in all aspects of video games, sexually you have to do it too. And I'm sorry, ladies. You're beautiful creatures. It's gonna fucking happen. Now, it just sucks because in this aspect, in this form of media, it is sadly a much more male-dominant media. So, when something of that nature is catered to that kind of demographic, it isn't it isn't looked upon as tastefully, and it kind of fucking blows up. But do I think games like Dead or Alive have to go, or like fucking insane female cleavage has to go? No. Only if it's done in the appropriate context. Now, for example, playing the new Tomb Raider, you know, if I if I see like fucking cleavage unnecessarily rip on a shirt and then like some sort of pan shot, yeah, I'm gonna get fucking angry. Am I gonna get angry at like the, the size of Lara's breasts and like the original Tomb Raider? No, because that was a theme. That was something that was incorporated in her character. She like knew she was a bombshell and incorporated it into dialogue, incorporated it into character development. Granted, a bit shallow, but still, it was an aspect. It's something that you see in other media other than video games. So, again, that's another that's another contention that I'm putting in. But I will, I think we're all in agreement, like, just the female role in general does need to evolve. But I think there are certain arguments that kind of fell moot because it kind of defeated, like, the aspects of other arguments as I put them on the table for you gentlemen to fucking decipher through. So... Just me. Hmm. I mean, yeah. See, okay, so I think ultimately it does have to change, but I think attitudes have to change before anything else can. We only have ourselves to blame. I mean, unless people get on board with being a little bit more sympathetic, a little bit more, um, I guess, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, like, until... Because, like you said, like right at the start of the show, we complain and we bitch and moan about everything. Until we can change that kind of attitude, that mentality, we won't have any real change in the industry or in, in the community of fans. And it's not going to happen anytime soon. I mean, gamers by far are the most socially awkward people in the world. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it's not a stigma. It's, it's probably a fact. You know, it's just, I don't think it's going to change. I, I have no hope whatsoever for it changing. Maybe I'm being grim. I don't know. I just don't think it can. I, I think to, it's become but, more mainstream to where it can. I don't know. It could, it could. It's just, but you look at it, like we had this whole thing happen over the summer where, you know, somebody started to Kickstarter to, you know, 
focus on equality in gaming and, and the women's, you know, a woman's role in the industry and how much fucking, like, just negative feedback it got because of it. Like, it's not hurting you at all. It's not attacking you at all, but you still feel like you have to lash out at it. It's, I don't know. Like, that's the kind of attitude people are going to have towards stuff like that. There's no hope. Right now. I don't know. Uh, but, okay, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Well, okay, prove, me, prove me wrong. You probably won't. I, I, here's, a, here's a fucking argument. Like, is, like, how we've joked around about games journalism and, quote-unquote, the integrity involved with it. I let me challenge you to do this, and that's what I've told everybody that's brought that argument. And to some light, it, it holds some weight in, in an analytical form, as far as analogies are concerned, to this epidemic of the female role within the industry. I want you to read an old EGM. Just read one from like, or any old video game magazine for that matter. It does not matter. Read one from like the early '90s, hell, late '90s. Do it from the late '90s, and then read one today. And you will vastly see the difference between what is otherwise a glorified catalog with some interesting points made. Otherwise, nothing's really, it's just pandering to journalism that's actually, you know, treating and respecting the medium for its, for what it is. And in that, that comparison alone, that took over a decade. Now, I, am I, I don't know, I, I'll take with a grain of salt that I think it, it is going to be like fucking longer than a decade for any substantial change to take place. But no, I'm, I'm not ruling out a change cannot take place because, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's changing everywhere. But and, and a lot of people argue, oh, well, this sort of thing's happening everywhere, not just video games. It's it has much more common ground in video games than you think. Like, it's pretty bad. Like, I don't know. And, and for ladies, for the ladies that do listen to us, I don't know. Share Not share anymore. some input. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sarah kind of fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, but in my defense, a woman designed Bayonetta, Bayonetta so... True. Very so true. there's we're, that. We're, we're just picking on you, buddy. I'm sorry. But Fuck anyway. You. <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, no. Just, dude, sh- shoot some opinions at us. But, um... Anyway, so with that said, I think it's safe to really jump into the topic. And like, I think I'll, I'll pull in some select feedback that was kind of mentioned because it's contextual to the topic. But for any of you who want to reach us, I mean, again, I'm designing a new email address. that will be a little bit easier to reach us at. Uh, for the meantime, just reach us at presspodradio at gmail.com or call us at 469-777-8255. That's 469-PPR-TALK. You can also reach us... Uh, at our forums or our website. I mean, there's other stuff we haven't addressed, but for the sake of time, uh, I kind of just addressed what I thought was a bit more relevant. I will get to your other emails in the next episode, like I always do. So, uh, yeah, parenting in video games, you guys. Uh, I kind of wanted to go ahead and dress from here. There is a lot, there is a lot of interest in like just our, our, you know, involvement with talking about such a thing. And honestly, only one of us on this cast right now is a parent. And, you know, we will get into that. Um, 
But yeah, you know, I'm reading right here. Mike Diaz writes, and you know, he's, he's a friend of mine, but he just started listening to the show. He's been interested. I'm, li- I'm glad that he kind of piped in. He writes, yeah, game time has been severely shortened since my baby, but it's all as well. I mean, I still get to play, and there's always that trick of letting the young one think that they're playing. Which, I don't know, it's just funny that, you know, that's kind of applied, but um, Andy Underhill also writes, I'm surprised and anxious to hear where what's to be said on this. Uh, a recent turn in my life has made me a parent, and among other things, uh, to change my gaming style has changed too. So I'd like to hear what you guys approach it with. And I don't know if you guys saw the recent Penny Arcade comic. Again, this really came like the same day we kind of announced it, but we've been kind of playing. We were actually supposed to talk about this topic earlier, but we decided because of the nature of the TurboGrafx 16th birthday being that recent, we decided to fucking talk about that. Um, That's also also my fault. No, it's not your fault. We enjoyed it, right, guys? Yeah. TurboGrafx? Yay. What a great reaction. And I, I knew I, I knew about Splatterhouse. That was about it. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. Uh, oh shit. Um, I didn't buy it for you guys yet. But did any of you guys check out any Turbo games since we last talked? Just I looked through the catalog. Um, I haven't really picked up anything yet. But I went and looked through it. I didn't realize it was on PSN. So there you go. What about I you? Found that out. I have not. I've been playing other stuff. It's right. just we got busy lives. But essentially, I'm sure all of us will get around to it. Um. Uh, what is that going with this? Yeah, but uh, essentially, what I, 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 the Penny Arcade comic kind of addressed, like uh, Gabe's character, um, and Gabe's character has a son that, and he's the real life creator, you know, of, of that half, as far as I believe, uh, Mike Krolnick. Um, he represents, I believe, Gabe. He had a son that he decided to incorporate into the comic that that slightly touch. And generally, it's usually for lighthearted fun. Sometimes it's it's generally uh, in the nature that shows like Gabe's character evolving into a parent. But like I remember, there was that one point where he, he took him to his very first Pokemon trading card game tournament, and he was vicariously fucking playing through his son. Um, but there was a moment where he was talking about his son basically being online uh, in a public forum. For the first time, went in a uh, server on Minecraft, and he was just basically giving him some the, some pointers. Because again, as we all know, the game community is kind of kind of a friendly, welcoming bunch, ain't that right? Um, get the fuck off my lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're pretty old now. I don't play online games. What's multiplayer? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, point is, I'm trying to make is there the last panel is one that kind of is a bit heart-wrenching uh it just as he's tucking him into bed at night after giving him all these uh giving him all these pointers he just has one little soliloquy uh that just basically says don't don't grow up and i don't know man like i i feel like it's kind of like that whole argument that's been presented before where we talked about as parents we now have the op- well as potential parents we now have the opportunity to introduce you know potential children that we conceive to a new generation of star wars that is also that is one of the, in my opinion, believe it or not, guys, like that's one of the most exciting factors about Disney purchasing Star Wars. Honestly, um, well, not Star Wars, but Lucas properties in general and all that shit. But anyway, um, I I I think about it. I don't know if that makes me weird, but I really think about like essentially I think about much more pressing matters of being a father. So please don't take me as so shallow. But yeah, I you know. Video games are a big part of my life. They really are. I never go as far as to say I'm a gamer. I just, again, I that title is always 
had struck some chord with me in the last couple of years because where if I want the if I want the medium to evolve, I, I don't know if I can stick by the title. However, I will say that I'm an enthusiast, like I enjoy it. I'm a part of the culture, I'm a part of the hobby. Um, how do I convey that to children? I mean, with my children, my child. I mean, how do I go about that? And I think what it is is honestly I don't I don't even know how I'd be able to play games being a father like in in the onset. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of something and and you know there there's been a lot of leaps to address that sort of thing. I think I think the biggest thing that everybody thinks about honestly like before we like I kind of want to talk about the fun part of this aspect of this of this uh topic. What's the first game we would get our kids to play? Honestly, I mean, when they're at an appropriate age, I mean, I'm not talking about like toddler push a button, but honestly, spending time with chi- uh, with a kid and doing what they want to do, you're going to fucking do what's fair, right? Like, OK, we've watched your bullshit show like fucking four times already. Now we're doing what I want to do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm already very confident in my ability. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like w- what game would you introduce that you feel would cater to both of your kids? And I say this wholeheartedly. With, with all excitement once upon a monster that is my one of my favorite connect games ever but it's a really it's a really good game all around and i really feel like i could have so much because i played it already i've already had the experience of playing it with a child that was not mine and i can only imagine like just how much more substantial that experience would be with my own blood i don't know what do you guys how would you guys harp in on this easy answer but uh when i had my daughter uh the technology didn't didn't exist there um i introduced my daughter with stuff like the original super mario brothers because the way i saw it was that technology is obviously advancing at a very rapid pace why not ease them in with simple controls and then they can build up to the more complex controls you know what i well go ahead james well, i was just going to say that's the exact same way i kind of want to do my kid is I want him to start kind of the same place I started. I started playing Mario at 3. Why not have him start playing Mario at 3? It's an easy... The Nintendo's an easy system to learn for kids because it's not... I'm not saying that they that, that three-year-olds couldn't learn an Xbox. They more certainly could, but but it, it gets them with... Basically, lets them learn the fundamentals of gaming as a whole. Points. I, platforming. That sort of thing. You know what's funny... And I and I I'm not kidding you. Um, and it was uh it was really shocking to me. But like I said, my uh my significant other and my roommate they they take it upon themselves to babysit different kids. And there was another time to where I was working with a friend who was babysitting a child. So my experience with different kids here and there, especially the fact that my my fucking man child house of a video game collection is especially going to be utilized. For for children at some point with my roommates um i was going over to a friend's house and she was babysitting uh at the time i had uh believe it or not because i i was trying to fucking like speed run ninja gaiden on the genesis so i had my nomad <laughs> um so yeah I, and i still have it no i don't take it with me anymore but still around the time i took it with me there's about a year and a half ago um i'll never forget it uh i had I was basically helping her watch this kid and the kid like came from a a really good, like rich upbringing. I brought like the nomad with me and I was openly playing it in front of 
uh, him and he asked me, what is that? I said, oh, it's this video game that I really like. You want to play it? You know, I just want to share in on it. Um, he immediately started dragging his fingers across the screen, completely ignoring the buttons. <laughs> and he's just like, how do I get this to work? Sign of the times. Exactly. That's exactly it. So I feel like, you know, what what am I setting up my potential children to like? Of course, I want to expose them to the classics, but I feel like there's this generational thing to where, you know, I'm, I'm, let's look at Sean's case. And like Sean talked about it once in the show before, but Sean talked to someone who had uh, exposure to video games around the time of the Dreamcast and Nintendo 64 going into the PS2. Like, that's it. Never played anything old. Gave him, like, played the sixth social experiment and gave him Super Mario Brothers. And he he just could not, like, I don't know, there was nothing that felt ageless or timeless with him. And it's it's kind of like, I'm not, I'm not arguing that Super Mario Brothers is not one of the most timeless examples of video game design, but... Andrew brought up a really good point. I feel like there's a sign of the times to where video gaming is changing beyond even what we're capable of or out of our comfort zone. What comfort zone do I introduce kids into? At the same time, though, again, that's an easy answer. But uh, when it comes straight down to it, I'm really struggling with it. The big thing about, uh, about what you're describing here is that without prior exposure, it can't feel timeless. Right. If you're exposed to that first, then you start getting the nostalgia factor built in. Well, see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, but let's just say, you know, I don't know. So let's just say we we have children that are around four or five. And again, we at this point, let's just pretend the Orbis, the fucking the Django or Durango or whatever the stupid fucking console code name that Microsoft has out. I like Django. Yeah, Django is pretty cool. All right, I'll take I'll take that back. I wait, well, the, the D silent, the D silent. Yeah, let's do that. Mm. No, it's Durango. I wish it was Django. All right, for the sake of this argument, it will now fucking be changed to Django. Um, so the Django, the yeah. Orbis, and the Wii U, essentially, because that's definitely going to stick around long term. Uh, well, that's Nintendo's intent. But anyway, semantics. Um. Now we have our, our, our four to five year old child. We, we have these around. And let's just say for the sake of argument that we have a Super NES, a Nintendo 64, uh, a Sega Genesis, we, uh, or a Dreamcast. We have any one of those four systems. Hell, an NES is going to be in this household. So again, cause that's, that's generally where the consensus would be if any old system would be. Um, where where would your kid start going? I mean, again, this is a child that is going to... It, I mean, the child is at least five or six. Going to public school in, in some fashion. Uh, definitely already interacted with fellow peers of his his or her age. Um, where, you know, where exactly are they going to apply the input that they get with, you know, the expo- exposition of the outside world and like you know, contrast that to what they've already received from you as a parent in your parenting, and if they even are interested in video games at all, uh, where do you see them going to? I mean, again, like I'm gonna say the Wii U, especially if Virtual Console is still uh, still a thing. Yeah, Virtual Console is still a thing. I I've got to admit that's go. probably the most 
disappointing thing ever with the Wii U that I'm still fucking really peeved about. That I'm I'm also peeved that I forgot to address it in my article. Um, with get- with that said, then uh, I mean through my personal experience, my daughter uh, you know is pretty hardcore into the Wii, but uh, like the original Wii, and she has been for quite a while. It should be noted also that she doesn't live with me, and I can I've got some interesting insight into that later on. But um, when I I visited one time and I decided to download some virtual console stuff for my parents and and her. And I, it was at that point that I was able to introduce her to the original Zelda and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And she really took to those games. She enjoyed them quite a bit. But she also balanced them out more. Uh, she, she outbalanced them with, uh, with the, uh, the physical, uh, retail Wii games. But still went to play Sonic 2 an awful lot. Hmm. I got it, you know, and oh yeah, how do you feel about the fact that you are your your country is the sole uh, entity to receive the Wii Mini? How do you <laughs> feel yeah, we, about that? we hadn't discussed that, had we? No, no, I, I don't know. It's it kind of makes sense because there are a lot of places that don't have internet up here, right? Uh, like obviously the main core cities do because well, here I am with high speed internet, and obviously like metropolis centers like Montreal, Toronto. Vancouver, they all have like the top of the line systems. Uh, but when you go to places like, I don't know, Northern Quebec, for example, uh, it's prevalent up there, but not in a lot of areas. So my parents live in a place where in order to get internet, they actually have to get it via satellite, which is expensive as fuck. That's so weird. they don't. Yeah. So with that said, um, the Wii Mini makes sense up there because well, they don't have Wi-Fi to begin with. But they're still able to procure games. I guess the closest place would be uh, either Ville Marie or... Uh, um, What's that place, place in had, Ontario? Uh, future Future something? Future Shop? Nah, yeah. it wouldn't even be... They would be Walmart. Okay, because I hear the biggest Future place Shop up there. is like the, the Canadian hotspot for fucking... Future Shop is owned by Best Buy. Oh, wow. And ironically enough, there are Best Buys beside our future shops. So it's kind of fucked up. But, uh. No, and then you can go between, you can go, you can go between them and price match. That's the best thing. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And none of them lose. (laughs) I know, right? Lose, though. Jesus. You can, you can bring it down an easy 15%, though. It's, it's kind of funny. That's weird. Um,. Yeah, no. We want but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, exactly. uh, the Wii Mini, like I said, it makes it makes sense uh, in certain areas up here. Like obviously, if and I mean the whole GameCube uh, functionality being taken out, well, whatever. The the more recent Wii you units, find GameCube games now anyway. Even there's only that one. Be named. There's only one store in in Halifax that really specializes in that kind of junk, and uh, I mean he's got a good selection, but it's nothing that I'd go out of the, out of my way for because I've got most everything that I've ever wanted. And I think it's kind of damn sexy looking. I actually like the <laughs> it's look true. It, it looks really cool. Uh, that is one thing. And I mean, if it didn't, it, it, because it doesn't have Wi-Fi, and I live in an area that does have Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, obviously issues would arise with, okay, what about virtual console for one, right? It would be kind of a hassle to get something transferred over. But, uh, on another end of things, like, it, like, like I said, it doesn't, uh, 
no Wii in the last year has ever had uh, GameCube ports or GameCube functionality anyway. I found out about that. Uh, Matt J so. actually told me about that, and I was weirded out. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, that was yeah. only first-generation Wiis. So I'm like, I wonder I wonder what fucking well, Rube would like buy first... a new Wii and then Smash Brothers Brawl and just be like, no, nah, but nah. I would even say first, second, third generation because you had the first generation, which was white, then second generation was black, and then they had the special third generation, which was red. It was a special edition. They all had GameCube functionality. But then the newer black ones that had all the text horizontal instead of vertical, uh, that one is where they took out the, the ports and the functionality. Yeah, I noticed that. It's yeah. weird. And it doesn't even come with a vertical stand that makes exactly, it like... Exactly, yeah. Like I said, like all the text is horizontally oriented so you can read everything while it's on its, well, for all intents and purposes, back. So... Um, there's that. But yeah, it, the one thing, the one point before we get back into the main topic, the Wii U, uh, the way it emulates the Wii, that that's exactly it, it emulates the Wii. Every, every aspect of it, including. So you gotta go through two extra, two extra menus. Yes, no, when you, you okay, off, like, exactly, yeah. there's a Wii channel on the Wii U, and when you hit the Wii channel, it completely emulates exactly like the Wii U, uh, the Wii interface. And, um, when it does that, uh, you and your storing stuff, you even get the exact amount of storage capacity limited by the Wii. There so you, you can't, you cannot use the extra hard drive that the Wii U provides. Suck. Oh well. So you, that SD card slot's probably going to be used more than likely for any anything you have Wii related, and then well, external the hard Wii, drive will the be. The Wii used. can support up to 32 gigs anyway, right? Um, or is it only 16? No, I, I think, think it's 32. Yeah, it's 32. So at least there's that. 32 gigs is never a sneeze at. Especially when it comes down to Wii, right? Yes. Well, anyway, yeah, so I don't know. It's, the fact that it just does storage capacity like that, it's such a missed opportunity. And it's, again, it kind of uh, defeats like any of the uh, quote-unquote forward thinking that like you were expecting from Nintendo on the Wii U. But, again, aside from that, still for it. But going back to our main topic, um, what I kind of want to address, because, like, well, I want to hear James and Andrew, of course, they're, they're piping. I mean, James, you're for introducing them retro. Me, I kind of want to balance it out, but I, I don't know. I don't want to make my fucking kid that, that weird kid that only enjoys old things. I was that weird kid, so I wasn't fucking... I mean, I, I would use current stuff. I mean, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't do much retro if I, if I... Couldn't really. I mean, I, I know the kid. I mean, at younger age, he probably wouldn't mind it. But as he got older, he'd want to go into more like what all his friends have. I would use actually a leapfrog to be completely honest with you, because not only is it a, a kind of a gaming console, it's also an educational platform as well. So I would actually use a leapfrog on my kids. I have no problem with doing that. Um, um, and of course, portable system would be good for them. If, they had like, like if Nintendo still has like a DS equivalent, my kid would have a DS equivalent. There you go. Mm-hmm. What about you, Andrew? <sighs> okay, hear me out before I say this. Um, I'm not saying this because I want to be like the odd person out, but I wouldn't introduce them to the games. But that's not saying they wouldn't play games. Like I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't set them down and say, Okay, like we're gonna play this game. This is a game I played when I was your age. Like I wouldn't do any of that. Just just me, my personal feeling on it is 
if they're going to play games and it goes back to what you said, like they may not like games at all. Like if, if my child, you know, boy or girl, uh, you know, maybe they see me playing a game or they go into like, you know, my office or something and they see the arcade machine or something like that. If they have a genuine interest and they want to play, then of course, you know, I'll be like, Hey, you know, definitely I can show you, but I don't, I don't want to bestow this upon them. I want them to find it organically. Like if they find the game or if they like, you know, come across something like, wow, what's this? You know, and obviously this generation, you know, and then future generations, it's all like you go to school and the kids are playing games and they talk about it and and that stuff, you know, and that's one thing. But like me personally, you know, my love of like arcade machines and arcades came from, you know, going to a festival, you know, like it was like our, it was called the festival in the park. It was like our yearly thing they do in the summer. And, you know, I walk into this tent and there's all these arcade machines. And that's how I first got exposed to like, you know, the Simpsons and, and, you know, stuff like that. And that, that's really where that all came from. It's just something I just kind of stumbled into, you know, but back then you didn't really talk about games. No one really had a video game system where I was from, you know, there's a few people, but no one I really hung out with. Um, and you know, like the games I got were all hand-me-down games, like from my, you know, more, I guess, well-off family members and you know so it just kind of just all happened that way and i don't know if i necessarily want to just like just you know introduce them to it i'd want them to want to be a part of it and if they you know if they end up not liking games awesome like honestly if if my you know son or daughter doesn't like video games i'm all for it i just you know let them kind of nerd out and geek out for the things they want to you know geek out about you know if it's like band or music or reading or something like I'm totally fine with that. But if they have a genuine interest, you know, it's kind of like you guys are saying, I'd probably introduce them to some classics, but um, I agree with James. Like, I think, you know, you, you don't see a lot of educational games out for like the consoles or the portables. And I think that can be a solid foundation. You know, I think that, you know, gaming should be beneficial, not just for like a storytelling perspective or, you know, muscle memory, but I think it should be helpful with education, at least at that age. And, you know, having a wife who's a teacher, I'm probably going to have to do that anyways, regardless of whether I want to or not. <laughs> We're going to have to play educational games. That's just the way it's going to be. Well, and, yeah. and I can totally see it happening, too, just because, again, I mean, I, Jane McConnell said it best, and reality is broken. Games benefit us in several different ways. I mean, sure, you have to kind of search it out, but having it clear cut for you like an educational format. No, I'm totally for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, when I, I grew just... up. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say when I when I grew up, I played a lot of like you know Math Blaster, Carmen mm-hmm. San Diego, Word Muncher, Oregon Trail, a lot of educational games, and they were some of my favorite games as a kid. Oh, and they're also easy for me to talk my mom into buying for me because I could say they're educational games. <laughs> uh, but I I think educational games are a very good way to get kids into gaming. I yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna be honest as well. And by the way, dude, like I'm totally down to Games Club Number Munchers. Like, if any of you guys are down, like <laughs> if I find a Windows Seven version of that game, oh man, holy shit, that's all we would do, you guys. You get check out check out .emu or Good Old Games. I'll bet you it's there. Oh, dude, I was thinking about Good Old Games, but um, you know what's funny is I, Andrew's argument. I was actually in your boat. I was in your boat for the longest time. Um, where I did want it to be an organic thing because, yeah, like my exposure, we, I mean, we've all talked about it. We've all shared how we've been exposed to video games at one point. So that's not really something that we need to go into ad nauseum again. However, 
you know, I think about it. Think about where it is in our lives now. Just think about any of us having kids at this point and then that child slowly growing up. They're going to see this insane-ass wall of shit, okay, that I have. That Like, they, they obviously, they're going to have some sort of peak interest in because it's just there and it's an insane wall of shit. And, of course, taking an interest in, like, basically hearing any feedback that my child would give me, I'm I'm going to expect the question of what is that? So again, that kind of goes back into your question, Andrew, but like the fact that you just said I have an arcade machine in the office, I don't know if I can if I can argue that that would be organic. Again, some of these aspects and I don't want to go into some genetic theory cuz I I I'm not going to say that this shit's hereditary. So please hear me out on that. However, the environment and and alone and just like what it's done for us how it enjoys it there's there's a giant giant chance not not a slim one a giant chance that yeah our kids may not fucking enjoy video games at all however if i would just assume the fact that they're going to carry over any of their traits from us in in between our our mates and then what will copulate in our potential offspring there's a lot of traits that define our particular love in video games. We all have different reasons and similar reasons why we love video games, but it, it's it's strong up to the point where we do this sort of thing every other week. So I'm going to assume that some of that's going to carry over to my child and the fact that my child will find it. I mean, there's a lot... Have we all... Uh, we've all had, like, some semblance or curiosity to some of, the, like, the fucking pastimes of, like, our parents. But, for example, uh, my father loved football. Loved football. Had 49er shit all over the house. It wasn't until I was a teenager that I honestly appreciated it. And you know what? It wasn't even the fact that my father caused it. My father only introduced a familiarity to it. The fact that like he had the shit around the house was like the one common ground that I had when I discovered it from an outside source. So I totally expect, you know, a video game uh, exposition in, in internally in the house to basically ferment in fucking blossom outside of my control. I'm all I'm saying is I would be there to influence it either way. I would like to do that. I was just curious to see how it happens, but I I don't know. I don't think that the only way that I feel like it, it can organically happen is if honestly none of us play games around our kids. Well, or even have it around. I guess now is as good as uh, time as any to ch- sort of chime in with my personal experience. Okay. Uh, being that my my daughter left my household uh, at an age where she didn't have an understanding about you know what gaming was, she was very young, and she lived in an environment where there was no gaming. And uh, at at some point, uh, my parents bought a Wii, and um, you know for for reasons beyond my control, she's been staying with my parents, um, more or less because of government issues. But, um, basically, uh, it was at the point, at the point she, even before the Wii, uh, entered the household, uh, rummaging through some old boxes, she came across my brother's old Game Boy. Uh, it was an, a, a purple Game Boy color with Pokemon Yellow in it. And she sort of switched it on and, and looked into that sort of a game there and she started playing it. And eventually then my parents got the Wii and she's been playing basically on the Wii ever since. With a smattering of PS3 here and there through my uncles and cousins, right? Um, but it was interesting that she took to the Game Boy like she did because she had no, no real, um, 
exposure to gaming uh, in any sort of capacity where she would have understood beforehand what it was. Right. So with, with that said, I mean, I'm a gamer. I mean, I wasn't really a heavy gamer growing up. You know, I, I have memories of playing the Atari 2600 as far back as when I was two. Um, and I got my NES when I was eight. And there was a gamut in between where I didn't have anything at all. But I still enjoyed it. But I still moderated my time outside. Like, I was really big into uh, into mountain biking when I lived in Quebec, for example. And uh, and I didn't really spend that much time playing video games. Uh, it was only after I basically moved out here when I had more friends with, with uh, like-minded uh, interests that it sort of became uh, a more serious kind of hobby. And then when I started moving out and, and I had my own income, I had my own place, then yeah... I was able to open the floodgates and sort of get everything that I was missing out on, right? Uh, having two incomes definitely helped. But I mean, I ended up getting married to, um, you know, my friend who would eventually take on the, the net alias Deiruna, uh, who now helps me with Bullet Heaven, even though she doesn't really like it. She doesn't like shooters very much, to be honest. She's more of a run and gun kind of gal. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could it could easily be a genetic thing because, like I said, in no real capacity could my daughter have known what gaming was before she picked up a Game Boy, you know, and popped in some batteries that just happened to work. Again, I think like that's about that, as organic as it gets. Yeah, that 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 to me that right there is organic because. I don't know. It's just I think there is a trait that you carry over where there's some sort of appeal that comes with it, or just because again, video games translate differently for everyone. But like, yeah, I all I can say is I would be there to influence it. But you know, what's funny is like I don't think we have addressed, and it, it, I think this this aspect of it would be incredibly hard for us to address, to be honest, because uh, a lot of our listeners are are actually chiming in there where they're curious to, see, to hear how we find time. How would we find time to play video games? Um, again, with the exception of Sarah, none of us have kids yet. Dude, we don't even fucking have that much time to play now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's, and we kind of do this for a pseudo living and that's what affects it. I mean, it's a part yeah. of something we do. So, I mean, I can definitely tell you that I would adjust, but I don't see the adjustment in impairing me much. I mean, if anything, I would see uh, portables, and that's a thing with all like, like parents or any individual, any adult that's really busy in what they do. Portables take precedence over yeah. console experiences. Yeah, they they just play it. They play it everywhere else they can. Yeah, it is kind of crazy though. But like uh, a buddy of mine actually just had his kid. Uh, not even, I I think it's maybe been about a month. It may be less. No, no, that's probably been about a month now. Um. And, you know, I thought when you first have a kid, like when they're just a baby, that's when you get a lot of your gaming in because you're going to be up all hours of the night anyways. So you might as well do something to pass the time, you know, while they're trying to go to sleep. And and that's kind of what they thought, too. They actually went out and bought a PS3 almost right before she uh, gave birth because she thought that she was going to be out for the six weeks of maternity leave. You know, thought, well, if I'm going to be up with the baby or, you know, taking care of the baby, I could just, you know, catch up on some gaming. And it has not happened yet. <laughs> They've been like so overwhelmed with just the, you know, actually having a baby that like gaming does not factor in at all. Um, 
and you're right. I think honestly, like you're going to have to find the time to squeeze it in. Cause you know, until that kid's, you know, pretty well and grown, like that's your priority, you know, like you gotta make sure they're taken care of, make sure, you know, like that your attention's on them. So, you know, game is going to be, if you can fit in maybe when they're already in bed or, you know, if you do play together and stuff like that. But yeah, if anything, I, I see my gaming probably definitely going down. I mean, I probably won't have as much time, you know, and if anything, God, I don't know. It'd be terrifying to think I might have to get rid of some stuff, but you never know. I mean, we've all Prior- already priorities. Yeah, we've well, all hey, discussed if that, that Neo, if that Neo Geo's going anywhere, well, so, shut up, <laughs> you, you fucking, you're a ter- god damn it, Sarah. Put that, put that in the garage. I'm gonna hide that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. just wait till the kids asleep and then just go sneak into the garage at night. <laughs> you know what? What my best advice is, honestly, for the listeners that have like sent in about this particular uh, topic. Mm-hmm. You guys need to adopt asynchronous games. Asynchronous games will will be your godsend because think about it. It's a game that involves interaction and engagement at your own pace mm-hmm. and it's completely acceptable. Yeah. So doing that and applying that within the pace of even something as daunting as childcare, especially with a tiny newborn, I can see can even happen at once. If you, you, honestly, if let me just say this: if if you literally had time to only put in one turn or or one action, any asynchronous game within a span of twenty four hours, you have still significantly accomplished more than you would have in any other game. Just from that facet alone, because those games are designed around that aspect, and that and those games are honestly, they're they're becoming more and more prevalent. So especially like on a portable realm. So that would be my best advice. I mean, if you got to get a fix of any media interaction of any kind, that would be the best way to go. And I don't know. I I, I see like the the prospect of it. I'm I'm honestly excited for it. I I of course like you know everyone says that before it happens, and then it's just like fucking oh shit. <laughs> um, but to be honest, like I'm I don't know. Now, when they get older, though, and uh, if they do adopt your your lifestyle, get ready for some sacrifice on that level, too. I believe. But it's not all that bad. I mean, I do enjoy watching other people play games as well. It's a good change of pace for me, especially if I haven't played the game, because then I don't have to do the work. But, uh, you know, I've seen... um, I've I've watched uh, Deiruna play Harvest Moon for hours on it. Even my brother. I watched him play Harvest Moon when I was still living at home, and it was a lot of fun to do. Now, I'd never play a Harvest Moon game because I just don't have that kind of time or determination. But for someone who knows what they're doing, it's kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've watched my daughter play a number of games that I'm never going to get around to, but she had a blast with them, quoting everything down to the line. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, and with the right accents and everything. So it's just, you know, kind of a hilarious thing to listen to a 10-year-old do. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I, I'm excited for the prospect, but I'm terrified. I, I, <laughs> well, like, like I, I'm confident. I'm confident about everything else when it comes to child rearing, but the gaming aspect of it does concern me. And just full disclosure, I, I, I do work in a a field that sells video games. I don't know if that's really, you know, I'm not going to be specific, but it, the thing about that is, I see so many instances of parents letting their kids play whatever they want, oh. and that frightens me because yeah. I don't ever want to get that bad. But the sad thing is, is, you know, like 
I, I personally wouldn't, but you know, that's only because I've been exposed to it and I understand the ESRB ratings and I know stuff like that. But you yeah, know, they're there for a reason, obviously. And, you know, but that's the thing. Like, 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 will I have to adjust what I'm playing because they're around or they have potential to be around when I'm playing it? You know, because I do play mature rated games. But you know, am I going to be like in the living room or the office playing and they come in, and then they're subjected to it that way? Like, you know, I that that whole thing. Kind of I me. I will tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll tell you this right now because this is this may bring a slight comfort to you because as I mentioned, I've been put in an environment before where there are kids that I fucking I'm semi-responsible for some way or another, and I'm like, oh, there goes my day off. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I, again, we we do play those similar kinds of games. You'd be absolutely astonished. And again, it's something we've never had to fucking do before. But you would be astonished over just how much you can des- or censor a video game. Just how much you can honestly remove. So, for example, uh, Gears of War. You can completely censor language and you can completely remove gore to where really all they do is shudder back and forth. In fact, some video games, shooters, I'm trying to remember which because I'm not lying. Some of them even like change the color of the guns or do lasers. I, yeah. I, the lasered one, I'm trying to remember which one particularly. Ge- but I think I, think I remember like Gears, Gears of War did like the, like the rainbows, didn't they? No, something, yeah, but that was just like, that was parody. Yeah, Yeah, the joke was still, you'd be surprised at just how much you can honestly, and and that's the thing, I mean, all companies are consciously doing that, they're trying to downplay the violence so that way they can cater to the child market as well. I mean, even then, uh, Uncharted, for example, Uncharted, in all sense of purposes, even though the grand context, if you really recognize it, uh, it really involves this very charismatic yet mass murdering hero. There's only one instance where that's addressed in the entire span of those four games. One. Where it's literally addressed in, in, in questioning the character, the moral integrity of the character known as Nathan Drake. And even then, because I grew up in an age, an age where I could watch something like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now granted, and we're applying all facets of media, the fact that I can remove any blood, I can remove all swearing and something like that, I could see myself allowing a child to play it. Like, granted, the only thing that would terrify me is the gun violence. But there's something that's unavoidable, man. I mean, it, like, that you might as well not have television in your home. You might as well not have any media of any variety. I mean, it's it's something that you have to confront video games or not. It is a It is a thing you cannot avoid. Doing so is fucking stupid on your part and stupid to worry any parent who thinks they can get away with it in this day and age. It's it I'm I'm just it's fucking excusing it for media. It's something that your child growing up at some point will not learn about. And then their portrayal and how you go about it, it's your decision, it's your freedom. But me, like, as long as I take away a lot of the mature themes behind it, I mean, fuck, dude, we got away with watching G.I. Joe's or GI, well, GI Joe as a cartoon because it involved fucking lasers. We got away with watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because at one point those incredibly dangerous and extremely violent weaponry sans the Donatello bow staff that's able to slice, dice, pierce, and otherwise impale anything they fought was never done towards anything sans machinery or colorful fucking props that ensued gaggery of sorts. Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack involves a fucking samurai with a katana that could cut through 
a large majority of everything, I, I believe 98% of any of the adversaries he faced were mechanical or otherworldly to where there was nothing strongly shown. And yet, the context alone was fine enough to really expose my child. So that alone, I, I would definitely say, should be a comfort to bring to you. And it's only getting mm-hmm. better. So I don't know. Yeah, I hope. I, I just I know games like to push the envelope. I just hope that they can. Yeah, you know, I guess like with the Lego series of games and things like that, there is hope. I mean, there's a, you know opportunities for them to play games. So I mean, there are just certain yeah. games that you cannot make these kind of concessions with. So for no, example, yeah, yeah, Mortal like, Kombat. Just, yeah, when that comes when, when push comes when push comes to shove, you can always just take a page from the title of our very show and press pause. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and just like what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Or do anything. You just fucking you know, throw a rock at your sister. I'll, I'll be out in five minutes. Go back to bed. Go back to bed. Five minutes, but stick to your word. You know, at least finish up your game, finish up the level, save as soon as possible, and then do what you need to do. But yeah. never in in the shadow of anything whatsoever that you have done growing up in your miserable life, whether it has been a chore, a loved one, or some sort of otherworldly adult responsibility that involved chores, working, or responsibilities. Period. Should child neglect ever fucking happen when you play a yeah. video game? You need truth. to just, yeah, truth. Yeah, like, we don't want to be like those people. We've heard the statistics. Bill. Yeah, like yeah. fuck that don't, shit. Don't be one of them. Please do not be one of them. Please do not be. Speaking the about being one of them, there's one thing I'd like to touch on. I think okay. that's naming your kids after video game characters. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I did that's, not that's think good, that was gonna. That was a good one. That's a good avenue to go down. <laughs> Um, the Dragonborn couple. Yeah, I don't really know how to approach that. I think that was yeah. a bit. I, I think their kids should probably be taken away from them. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's the worst kind of neglect you can possibly be a part of. Dragon, no, maybe he frustrated Dodd right out of that uterus. Yes. <laughs> well, oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, because like, dude, you. I think the worst part is like Bethesda's role in it. Because, like, like, I don't know if there was a it, yeah. promotion. I don't know if it was a promotion. If it was, holy It was. Oh. It was, it was if you Jesus. named your child Dova King, you won, like, all the Bethesda games. You got Bethesda games free for life. That, like, well, yeah, that's fine. Biggest... When your kid can't go to college, can you sell those games? And also you get brain. Oh, God. <laughs> well, in that <laughs> case, no one wants to win that. Yeah, but no, yeah, speaking of child neglect, that... That is the most selfish and abhorrently despicable thing. Yes. That kind of yes. goes in line with um, video game marketing that we were talking about. And that may be a topic for a whole nother show. It's almost like name trafficking, really. Human sponsorship. That's so bad. Yeah, but like, yeah. Keep going, parents. Some people have come in uh, having named their kids after, like, Rain from Blood Rain. Uh-huh. Again, like, you know, your, your typical... I There was one person who named their kid Eris. Yeah, okay. Some other some other couple named their kid like I think someone named them Squall or Cloud or something. Uh, One of the two. Okay, it, that those two are less believable. Aerith, eh. No, for real though, like you're just, you're, a, you're just lying they, for your kid to get beat up. That's all you're doing. Yeah. But the worst part is that a lot of these names have actually started showing up in baby books as well. Yeesh. Like name books. Not good. Is there a video game baby name book? If uh, so I'll quit. I'll fucking quit. Yeah, no, no, no. Right now, like, I will sell my it. shit. Like legit books, right? With legit names and meanings behind them, with the video game names in them, and then references to yeah, this came out. Uh, this was a character from a video game. It, it probably Holy all started with shit. Zelda, to be honest. Yeah. 
Well, okay. oh, oh, wow. Holy shit, that blew my... Well, hold on, though. Zelda, Zelda is an acceptable name. It's a name. Yeah. yeah, that is. But... It is? He did, oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is a real name. But, however, Robin Williams okay. named Zelda Zelda for, again... Zelda. That. <laughs> See, okay. I think I'm not sure if I can agree with that, though. No, he he admitted it. In fact, Nintendo used it as a marketing campaign. Like, I know, but I I don't know if I'd I'd ever do that. Oh, like, you you can't agree. You with know, the obviously, it's his it? decision, and you know, it's still a a real name as opposed to like you that's, know. That, that's why we, that's why you buy a dog. You buy a dog, you name him after a video name character. See like that Kirby. Works. Yeah, like Kirby. 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 But Kirby's Kirby. an actual name, though. Well, not so much anymore. Yeah, but I know a couple of Kirby's. You're Canadian. Shut up. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not. I'm you gonna know name somebody my named kid. Joe Mugga. Joe Mugga. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name <laughs> my kid Bonk Master Chief McCoy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna name my child. Um, yeah, I'm gonna name him Master Chief Double XP. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look at all the stuff in my office. Uh, Diablo. Ooh, Diablo would be a good name. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna name my really kid. Name. I'm gonna name my kid Falcon, Aerostar, SimCity, Bowser. Bowser. Bowser would be a cool name. At, at least, at least it's Kennedy. not light. I'm gonna name if I have a son. I'm gonna name him Virgin because that's what he's probably gonna be if he gets a video game name. Wait a minute. What was that? What was that uh, little shot there that you put? What do you mean? What do you mean? It's not like. What is that supposed to mean? Uh, some dumb bitch named her daughter like. Oh yeah, for the, the Facebook, Facebook thing. Like I thought. Button. Okay, okay. No, we oh. talked about this before. Yeah, that was really dumb. No, um, <laughs> I thought you were just making fun of my fucking California talk. No, anyway, no, no, no. Uh, that's, I, just, that's, I, I, no, I leave no, your no. hosers in about so you can leave See, my I, likes alone. <laughs> I I prefer the old school names. You know, like you name your kid after food products, like Apple. And, and Slim Jim. Oh, that'd be a good one. Slim Jim, and what's up? I'm going to call my kid Doritos Mountain Dew, and he'll always be good at Halo. And I'll bring him in in my See? squad. Yep, yep. Yeah. I and, don't know. And when it comes solid. to like Squall or Leonhart or Dragonborn, yeah, fuck uh, off. But if it's like Zelda or Aerith or Ness. Or eh. Kirby. Or Kirby. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, Kirby. Okay, yeah, Kirby. I mean, though, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like those are slightly more forgiving. Okay, but Ness? Uh, that's skirting it a yeah, bit. Ness is iffy. Ness is iffy. All right. Was that a slip? Like, where are you going to name your kid Ness? No. No, no. Okay. I already have my kid's <laughs> names picked out. I'll share them on the show right now, too. If I have a girl, I'll name her Adelia. Uh, if I have a boy, I will name him Joey. And But <laughs> I don't know if that'll ever happen, whoever is stupid enough to conceive with me. Me and me and Dana keep arguing over names, so we can't go to that subject. <laughs> it's it's um, Willow, but but she thinks something. <laughs> Courtney's already decided. So, are you you're what? You can't share. You too good to share. No, no, I just don't know what it is. She won't tell me. Oh, so no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say that's a that's a fucking strong suit of no, no. Our, 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 ours 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 are like ours are like just. Like Reese or um, Wes. Um, mine's my next door neighbor and like. Pretty best simple. They they all, they all have meetings. Yeah, my next door neighbor and uh, best friend. He just moved out. Uh, he just had their new child. He named him Weston. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about doing that, and then we you decided see, Wes would be better. You see, what I didn't mention: her first name will be Willow. Her middle name will be Activator, and uh, <laughs> she'll be good for fighting games. 
Remote activator. What is that? The activator. That's that fucking vest thing, wasn't it? Oh god, uh, I dude, I have it. The activator was a ring. Oh, the no, activator but was I a have ring. that vest though that he's talking about. You know what sucks though? It has to use coax. The subwoofer jacket. Yes, no. dude. So you look like a I'm fucking take a... board. You have to use coax. You have to look I'm gonna, like a here, I have a picture like of you wearing it. I'm sending it to James. James, you oh, can see a picture of me. I will. I'll wear it at every podcast. <laughs> get it so I can get in the character. There you go. Just, all well, right. So I lucky think... me, I I named my daughter after my sister, actually, who uh, mm. passed away when I was six. So that uh, it was. It's just a French Canadian name. Easy peasy, Japanese. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> That's the name. That's yeah. No. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not. I'm not belting your name out over the air. No, of course, of course. No, that's understandable. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm. So, I'm not that smart. I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here's their address. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck off. That's the end of this episode. Let's go ahead. And, let's do some house cleaning, shall yeah. we? Yes. We and don't let your kids let's listen to the show. Please don't. <laughs> Stop. No, if you were if you were under the age of nineteen, stop. Just fucking. Zai did that accidentally once. He was playing the podcast and his kid if, was around. If you're like, under the Whoops. age of dead, you should probably think twice too. Aren't no. you? Aren't you? Now the game listen to this. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah, no one. Yeah, we we have no justifiable reason to even be entertaining. We're not. We Keep that in mind. Whole time. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, fuck. I have some stuff to say. Uh, so, if you guys have any, if you, guys, <laughs> if you want to review us, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> if, no, please do. But anyway, if you want to review us, uh, you can do so at iTunes and Zune. Uh, Just disregard able- everything that I say. Is Zune even still a thing? Yes, it's still a thing. Okay, we, we still get what? downloads from it too. Yes, we are still downloading Zune. However, right, no. Thanks, we- Zune. We're downloaded more on Stitcher, uh, so which you can also find us on Stitcher uh, and some appropriate content as well. We might be working an XM radio thing. I'm still looking into that. So with that said, that's uh, also another uh, announcement that I'm working on. I'm working on our fucking relaunch of an app and XM radio. So there you go. That's what I'm fucking keeping myself busy with. But anyway, yes, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher and Zoom. Uh, Review us if you like us. That would be nice. Also, you can join our forum. We uh, that's my goal. That is my goal. I quit smoking this year, you guys. So I'm I know I've just learned that if I really want to do something, I can do it. So my next goal is to make our forum a thriving community. I you know, I, I want I don't want to just see people fucking visit and be like, huh. I want you to join in and say shit. So fucking, don't want no scrubs. Don't want no Oh my god, we were talking about like nobody. Admit, dude, that makes you feel really old when you like kind of yeah. throw that out there and like people give you a blank stare. That's how old you feel. That is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. You're I talk talking about... about the TV show, right? You want no? Yeah, scrubs? that's what it was, of course. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, the scrub is a... <laughs> God. Here we go. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, dude, I was mentioning the 25th anniversary of Mega Man. Like we did a stream for it. Uh, it's funny. I didn't mention that during What's in Your Console. I I streamed uh. Mega Man X collection and like a bunch of people stopped and watched Kling's Eye um, and man I was reminded of how like my skills did not carry over I did not do as well as I thought I would uh, playing that game but anyway um, yeah and most people are just like Mega Man's 25 what 
And then just realizing that Mega Man is 25, and that's a game you played when you were a child. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of a reality check that made me sad. But anyway, uh, the, forums. The, the, does, does it count that Mega Man is 25 if Capcom kind of unofficially killed him? Uh, you know what? It's, and you know, we were kind of going to post this about, uh, we're going to do like a, a nice little life through the pixel uh glass post about it in regards to i don't i don't want to spoil anything but definitely going to throw in some reverence for the mega man 25th anniversary but andrew definitely showed me something this morning that i'm totally stoked about i got to look into more you know it's funny though is they're using they're reusing a robot master that fucking capcom already did oh really which one's that kendo man oh okay hmm. i would yeah kendo man's in the wonder swan one the one that nice. nobody ever played in america anyway so oh, I get that one though. but apparently it's shit yeah, it is shit. It's terrible shit. Lame. Yeah, it's Kendo not, Man. For yeah, Kendo Man's not worth it. Just like sure. playing Mega Man for the PC, so you can see Shark Man is not fucking worth it. So I still wait, think, Man, is, I, I is still think that... Man Man should be a boss. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Good times. Throws a little man at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time I think about it. <laughs> yeah, the power I'm to throw. Sad that every dude. time I think about ah. it, I, I just picture the fucking guys from Choniki. Like I just picture <laughs> the dude from Choniki yeah. just shooting little men out of his head. Aniki. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, that'd be awesome. But um, no, where was I? Oh yeah, no, and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, I, that's about it. Oh, you can join our Steam group. I was yes. surprised. You know, we have like fucking fifty dudes and dudes. We got a lot, got of, a people. lot of Steam people in our fucking group. Yeah. That makes me feel like shit because I haven't played <sighs> Steam games. Well, I want to play with you guys. I was, I was gonna say I made a post uh, just this past week saying that we're gonna uh, try and knock out another game fest. Yeah. So um, right now it's between because it's on Steam and it's free. It's either Blacklight Retribution or Plant Side Two. So uh, if you're a I member, I already have Planet Side Two set up and ready to yep. go. So if you're a member of our uh, group on Steam, we should be doing that here shortly. So um, there, there's a post on their official page on Steam right now. If you guys want to like throw in some ideas, you know that's just kind of start of things. We're gonna definitely do more community style game nights like that. Um, we just want to be able to like have a night where we play games. The one that's getting tossed around a lot right now is League of Legends. A lot of people want us to play League of Legends. It is coming, so um, just we'll have a date to be announced pretty soon, but we are going to be doing that soon. Okay, and as far as uh, Limelight, because we've been streaming a lot more games too, uh, mm. I'm going to be streaming a lot more light gun games because, as I mentioned, I'm adopting a new TV soon. That's going to be near impossible once I do that, so uh, I'm going to try to get bang those out of the way, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but um, a lot of people want us to stream fighting games lately so I'm- i uh i recently just acquired arcade edition on steam but i can't get it to work so if anyone's got that on steam and knows how to like work it because it keeps on like, giving me a fatal error and i know katie just got it so she might have to hook me Wh- up with which, which game are we talking about super street fire 4 arcade edition oh shit yeah she yeah she, that was her uh experience towards getting street fighter yeah no me and katie were thinking about doing because she's thinking about pr- grabbing up a PS3 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stream Mortal Kombat uh, nice. next week. So cool. On PS3? Yup. Cool. I'll throw it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. Cool. You cool. were a part of the plan before we even knew it. I'm, I'm always part of the plan. Yup. 
so there you go um so we're streaming that we definitely want to get some people in like i think the coolest part is you guys will be able to play with me as we stream because i'm pretty sure i'm confident we got the bandwidth for it so yeah no it's limelight steam forum you fucking be our friends you guys please help us please 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 help us yeah no but also if you guys are interested in, like anything else like i think recently too We've just like review seasons kind of like hit as hard and I think we're going to try to slow down on trying to we're not going to try to review as many things because, you know, you know, what just hit me. Honestly, when I was going through our written pieces, we have reviewed the exact amount of content that Giant Bomb has reviewed. And that says, yeah, I just realized like we are in no way, shape or form the fucking size of that team mm-hmm. uh, or that site. So I'm I'm totally down to slow down some reviews and do some other stuff instead. Sounds like a plan to me. Sounds like a fucking plan. Well, Says the guy that does one review a month, but <laughs> you don't know, James. You're 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 oh. a review lackey. I'm gonna throw another review at you. Uh, no, no I usually get three games at once and have to do them in like two weeks. <laughs> That's usually yep. what happens. I'm the and only I one with the Wii U. It's true. <laughs> Like, there's at least three more <laughs> that I have to do. Enough said. He's got a Wii U, so he only has to review one game a month. Yep, you're the Wii U guy. <laughs> Hard. <Now on>. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I fucking wish it was that simple. Well, but, speaking of reviews, um, yes. Bullet Heaven is finally going to be starting back up again. I've yes. got some stuff in the mail now. I've got a ton of stuff lined up for next year. And uh, Heaven and Back is going to be launching very, very soon. I did my final uh, filmed piece. I just need to do a little bit more audio, and it should be done within the next couple of days. So look forward to that. Um, And in addition, I've just recently launched my third album uh, called Project 2012. I decided to combine both it and Pixel Renaissance into one big album. Eight bucks gets you 15 tracks. Uh, and if you are interested, there's also another single track called The Third Gate, which is the uh, the credits music from the end, uh, the tail end of um, season three of Bullet Heaven. And that's just a buck. Uh, you can pay more if you want to. Some people have paid up to $15 for, uh, for uh, Project 2012, so that's pretty cool. All proceeds go back into production, of course. We're trying to grab a copy of Magical Chase for review and... Uh, if you're familiar with Magical Chase, you know it's ex- it's ex- uh, blah blah blah. It's expensive as shit. So yes. I'm are you, are you gonna way there for the PC Engine though one. I have to. Yeah. Yes. There's no way that I'll be able to get the US version. Oh god, thank god. It'll oh. be the, the PC Engine version is going to be easy to translate anyway because it's all it's in an alphabet that I can read. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm a quarter of the way there. You want to help me out? You know, every every little bit helps, and uh, then we can get a truly noteworthy game to review on Bullet Heaven. Yeah, pick pick them up. And if you haven't picked up the other albums that are already available for sale, do that. Um, They're just they make, five bucks each. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, I did this last year. I'm gonna do it again this year. They make excellent gifts. If you got a friend who's a gamer and you don't know what to get them gift them the albums and trust me they will not be disappointed um we've the gifts i gave out last year i gave them to people that didn't really know our work as a website but they had heard about sayer's work independently and they were not disappointed so if you got some friends that are gamers that's gotta be top of the list for christmas it's a good stocking stuffer and also finally another thing christmas bonuses has finally allowed me to fucking just get the merch done 
So I'm throwing this out there as well. What would you guys like more? Cup cozies or mouse pads? That's a surprise merch that I'm doing. I'm, I'm going, I'm leaning booby, towards boob, booby mouse pads. Booby. Picture me, picture me with boobs. <laughs> Can the boobs be like a palm rest? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Boob, yeah. Booby mouse pad. Me just, just saying, hey, take it. Thanks for ruining life. Hey, man, you don't hate on my boobs. Dang. Damn it. Girl. Damn it, girl. <laughs> Always do that. Anyway. We should, have, we, we, should, we should have a shirt that says that. That should be our catchphrase. The girl. girl. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we need a raging shirt, too. Just one raging, just raging and girl. Simply in bold, bold impact <laughs> font. Raging. Uh, Perfect. I love catchphrases. I know, right? Don't we don't we do our fucking part to market them? So many. Oh, okay, I found the picture of me wearing the activator or what it's called the interactor. That's what it's called. I've been looking for it this entire time. <laughs> I love oh, how it's named that, but you'll never do any of that. <laughs> no, I'm sending everybody the I'm wearing the interactor. Why don't I have any friends? <laughs> That's cool too, because it's pulling up my shirt, so you get like the waist end of my fucking my undies. Alright. Anyway. Um alright everybody. Fucking hats off to you. We love you. Fucking peace out. We'll see you next episode where we do the golden zonkies. Unzip it and dip it. <laughs> I don't even know how you can top that off. Uh, he just did. What? Oh, shit. What happened? So, real talk here for a second. What's, what do you think of the chances of us doing a Space Jam podcast? Like, how long could that last? <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long can we stretch this thing out? Can we do like sixty episodes? Sixty episodes of Space Jam. Can, what, did can we, we talk really about each individual script? five-minute segment of the movie? It's I, been like I, a I, decade we, like, and a half since I've seen it, though. That's animation techniques.
We we need a clever title though. I don't know. Brainstorm guys. Space Jam isn't podcast. There, isn't there a Space Jam game of like Sega CD or some shit? Probably. It's probably yeah, terrible. It's a terrible but yeah, probably. Space Jam game. It's fucking awful. Like a bas- basketball game or some shit? Yes. It's all. Well, no, no. It's part <laughs> basketball game, part let's go in the Michael Jordan's house and look for his lucky baseball shorts or that, basketball that, shorts. That sounds like the best side mission ever in a game. I think that's fact, the that, only side mission. That Wait, no, every- there's like two others. There should be a new DLC for Skyrim where you go into Michael Jordan's house and look for his shorts. 